All right, what's up, everybody? This is Ostin with the next iteration of the Book of Ostin Life at Detours podcast. We're with my boy, Mr. Benji Sager over here. Howdy, y'all. Yo, so that's the guy right here. So before we start, I do want to just kind of give both you and Benji a little bit of like a rundown about what's about to go down here. So the Book of Ostin Life at Detours podcast is basically, so whenever I went to write my book, the Book of Ostin, right? Mm -hmm. um, I sat down with all my favorite friends and family and things like that. And I did interviews with them where we talked about our interactions. Like, so I sat down with them and basically tried to get our story from start to finish, like basically where I'm involved. And so what I kind of want to take from that and move into like other people is just kind of sitting down and kind of having people tell me like a little bit about their life story, because I mean, everybody has a story like that, you know, like, and that's one thing about the book that I wrote is like anybody could have done that you know what I mean but it's like everybody has a story to tell so I just kind of want to see what little like little things that you've been through that kind of led you to be in this room with me right now basically okay yeah so all the little detours that like led you this way and then you ended up coming back this way and then up and back and down and around and then you end up sitting in this fucking chair drinking Topo Chico with me well you know life is kind of what happens when you're busy making plans so right. yeah so know. that's one thing I've always been big on is like you can make as many plans as you want and kind of like structure things as well as you can, but just know, like be ready for it to completely fall apart and just kind of try and keep things going in the right direction, you know, but don't be upset about like all of your plans completely falling the fuck apart because that's just what life's all about. Exactly. Cause you know, pre pandemic, everyone had that, you know, one year, two year, three year and five year plan. Mm -hmm. And then pandemic came in and wiped everything the fuck out. Yes. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I was in Seattle, mm -hmm. you know, working three jobs, uh, yeah. you know, trying to afford rent out there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I was having a blast. Yeah. Absolute blast. Yeah. And then in two days, I lost all of my jobs. All three jobs. All, all three jobs at the yeah. same time. Yeah. And, you know, twiddling my, my thumbs out there, uh -huh. like with one 20 year old what cat supposed to do. Dude? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're like, especially being in the service industry as we are, like, you know, the, one of the main draws to it is like, it's something that you, you stay busy the whole time. You know what I mean? And like, mm -hmm. at least like eight hours of your day, you have at least one little thing to do. And that's another thing about bartending in general, like in particular too. You, you have time to lean, you have time to clean. Yeah. You could always, you know, there, there's always something to do. And so, you know, that, that was like the first time in, uh, so, uh, how old was I when I started it? Uh, like 33. Oh, yeah. And so I'd been in the industry since I was 18. Yeah. And so that was the first time to like, just really stop and, and kind of recollect myself and yeah. recharge the batteries so when it first happened did you have that like so did you get on unemployment or what did oh you yeah. yeah yeah so so i was i was lucky in the aspect that uh i had my best year to date um right the year before you know two months before everything shut down nice so and paper, and so really good on there, paper yeah. it was looking really really good mm -hmm. uh, i was living in seattle washington mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I grew up in, in Houston, Texas yeah. and, uh, brainwashed into thinking, you know what, no matter what, whether or not you get fired, whether or not you quit, 
you know, you do not get on un- unemployment. Right. Yeah. And kind of, well, I'd kind of been raised different because my mom was always on something. You, you, you know, you know it, it was, it was one of those things where the, like the industry in, in Houston very much is like, don't get on the dole. Yeah. Oh, okay, you know? Yeah. And, and so, uh, I, you know, for a month, two months, like I felt I was doing something wrong. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like, but. Though so you've been paying into this for what, 15 years before that? Exactly. Yeah. So it was your money. Exactly. Yeah. It was my money that I'd been paying Plus into. the extra 600, of course. You, you know, know that, a, oh yeah. Plus a you know, there. so finally I was making a living wage. Yeah. And that was phenomenal. Mm. Uh, yes, I wasn't actually working. Mm. Um, which like the inner struggles in my head, you know, the, all, all, all the old bosses that, that nitpicking, yeah. you know, about were, downtime, were, and downtime like that, yeah. and what are you going to do with this time? Yeah. So that's that, how, how, how are you going to make like, this time profitable? Yeah. Did you have that? Like before you got on unemployment, did you have that like month? Like, I don't know about in Washington, how hard it was to get oh, on unemployment. But three here, months. Really? Yeah, mine was about a month and a half, two months. I think it was. Yeah. Mine was three months. Luckily, uh, I'm in. Pay I, came through. You know, I'm in the situation where, where uh, push comes to shove, uh, I can reach out to family members, mm-hmm. um, and uh, a lot of people in the pandemic that were self supportive mm-hmm. and really thriving in their careers. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Cause there were certain industries that been. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I was thriving even though I was working, you know, six, seven days a week. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, once everything shut down, uh, that's kind of what the, you know, the big, <laughs> the hugest generation of millennials yeah. were just like, you know what? I'm just, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I need help. Yeah. Um, be it. So it was either get help mm-hmm. or not pay rent. Right. Yeah. And I think there were a couple, there were some people that went down that route, you know, maybe there were people that weren't able to, you know, and the, I feel there was a lot of like, um, there were a lot of like, uh, what do they call it? Like the people that helped with rent and things like that. There were a lot of companies that were helping out with that and whatnot. But like, dude, I mean, at that point, like, mm-hmm. As a renter, like what? What did you expect to happen? Like, what do you? What are we gonna do? Exactly, and and me, you know, it it was the first time I've ever been on, uh, like, a food bank. Yeah, get getting getting food delivered to my house Mm -hmm. because I couldn't afford it. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of a weird. It's a weird thing being able to like, like one month like go out and buy yourself oysters yeah <laughs> and then have to like two months later rely on a bunch uh, of potatoes and, uh, and yeah and potatoes and like whatever people and donate yeah uh so it, it was a huge like up topsy-turvy thing yeah but you know uh again life is about the detours that you go through yeah and the detours make you stronger yeah and for me, I, I got bored with staying at home because, mm-hmm. uh, yes, I was living in Washington. Right. Yes. Washington made the dispensaries essential. Right. Yeah. Which is dope. Yeah. Which, I mean, which is are. dope. They which is dope. Are, dude. Okay. You yeah. know, uh, I didn't say that. They definitely and, are. And so, so I, I was having fun, mm-hmm. uh, well, as much fun as, as like 
<laughs> you're just like <laughs> like, like a cat, hell? you know, just like, like what, can, what can I do? What else? What else? So I was, I was, you know, token on the reefer and, and watching news and spinning myself out here and there. Because mm-hmm. the uh, news will spin you out. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I I found out that unemployment would pay for retraining. Oh. And retraining as in? Retraining as in whatever type of uh, mm-hmm. work that you wanted to do. Really? Um, and so I found oh. out that they would pay for uh, welding retraining. So I went back to school and learned how to stick, mig, tig, weld, uh, do cutting, mm. uh, kind of work on some CAD programs yeah. and learn how to do the, the laser cutting. Oh, uh, cool. Nice. Of like, like semi thick metal. Yeah. Right. Like half inch or so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so I, I learned that process and, and I, I love it. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I, being as artsy as you are, you know, and, and being something that you do with your hands and, you know, something it, that you can make things out of it kind of goes right down your alley there, you know? Exactly. Cause, cause I, before, before my foray into the whole bartending scene, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I went to school in Toronto for graphic design. Nice. And yeah. I've seen some of your stuff. I, and stuff. It's very cool. I love it. I, I love working with my hands. I, I love creating. I love having a concept and bringing it to life. Yeah. Uh, you know, my, my dream is to own my own company that does, you know, custom electric vehicles for people. That's dope. Um, yeah. You know, custom electric motorcycles uh, or, you know. Are electric rest- motorcycles a thing right now? I haven't, I don't know if I've heard of those. So uh, electric motorcycles are, uh, are getting there. Uh, you know, of course the end all be all, uh, like most known name in motorcycles is Harley of course. and, and Livewire, they, they splintered off and they created their own company. Right. Uh, okay. and, and so that's from Harley Davidson. that's from, it's a Harley Davidson company mm-hmm. and, uh, but it is like one of the most expensive, like not bang for the buck, yeah. like vehicles out there mm-hmm. me i own a cake Calk uh ink sl sl for street legal mm-hmm. so it is a it's an electric dirt bike that is a wheelie machine that has all the indicators has a big old fender with a license plate thing mm-hmm. uh am i going to custom mod it yes yes uh that is my goal to kind of cut that fender mm-hmm. drop the license plate on and mm-hmm. you know do do my own little thing yeah, with, play it. with it a little play bit, with it know? a little yeah. bit yeah. um but like that's kind of what i want to do mm-hmm. is like uh be that person that uh somebody wants their own custom vehicle mm-hmm. that is fun like i don't want to do orange county chopper custom like that that's what people go to for the customs no i don't i don't want to do that i i want to take um either you know uh production electric vehicles Mm -hmm. and customize them for customers right or um because i have the welding background now yeah that's what i was about to ask was like is is do frames Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, and then build the bike kind of around that, you know, I'm, ever since I've been in middle school, I've been called, I, you know, socialist, communist, all that type of stuff. Okay. I want to build a people's vehicle. 
something uh, affordable. you know something affordable that people can get around mm -hmm. and uh personally i think a motorcycle is perfect for inner city mm -hmm. because uh small footprint yeah small like footprint on like emissions yeah uh and then people can actually move around. around it, yeah um and then you know for people that actually need to haul something mm -hmm. you know a utilitarian electric vehicle yeah function over form okay, has yeah. always been my thing i see yeah Doesn't it has have all the crazy it has to serve a like, purpose yeah it's an a to b more more kind of exactly yeah. exactly yeah. That that what you don't is, need a fucking Ferrari to get to work, bro. No, yeah, no, no, no one needs a Ferrari to get to work. Yeah, it's a two seater. You can't haul anything. No, you know. Yeah, uh, I know Challenger before I, the Forerunner. I I yeah. know Enzo is is roll, and but even in Challenger, like it's a gussy up, gussied up, like just you know, you're prancing, <laughs> you're, you're you're throwing it around. Yeah, I definitely. You're was you're throwing too. it yeah, around. It was sexy though, dude. It, very, very sexy. Yes, yeah. yes. Bad to the bone, bro. And, but you know, anytime I bring this up with a lot of uh, gear heads or petrol heads, um, they're always like, "But it's not the same. Electric motors are not the same. It doesn't have the same feel, smell. You know, like no, no. It, to it you know? they are right in that aspect. Mm. But what they always bring up is like, oh, you'd never be able to produce the same power." That's bullshit. bullshit. Look at the Tesla, bro. Well, okay. Tesla so, will blow your fucking yeah, doors uh, off. Uh, yes, <laughs> but let's not put Tesla up on a pedestal. Uh, Tesla is a horrible company. Uh, they have been, uh, you know, uh, there's there's a lawsuit uh, on Tesla right now really? for, for uh, uh, racism in, in their California uh, factories. What? Well, one, one of their factories was dubbed the plantation and that's where they put the african-american workers is that, um, a fact? is that a thing yeah what yeah it's a huge thing what? um and not to mention like you put that aside which right. is hard to put aside of course right yeah um but the the build quality mm. has absolutely slid down panels do not meet up anymore it is not flat um uh the huge price hikes in in the cars mm -hmm. uh it's not justifiable right. yes i know there is a chip shortage mm -hmm. but there's no reason why when someone pre-orders a vehicle mm -hmm. and puts money down that you raise the price on them and it's still they don't get it, the car if they don't pay the extra exactly that's a thing yes Wow. I'm sorry, so but that no. Like a locked in deal. No, it's that. a it should be a locked in deal. You're already paying money. You're expecting something for this amount of money. Yeah. If if for some reason because the economy is bad and they raise the prices, it means you're also taking a hit because the economy is bad. Yeah. So why the fuck are they? Elon Musk is a super villain. What I don't know about that man, I feel like he's doing some good things he's around the world, villain. and I think he's also probably either an alien or a robot. He's a super. I said villain. that actually earlier tonight. I don't he, know he, I is, he is closer to a double seven Bond villain. What? Yes. Uh, I, I I know that's an interesting it, it, stance. It's, okay. it's a controversial stance. Yeah, and being well, maybe it's a being an electric vehicle guy, mm -hmm. I think the public should know that there is 
better ways to put out vehicles. Hmm. You're focusing on putting out an automatic driving system, right? Hmm. Why are you, why is the beta test being done in the public when the public could get hurt? Well, has anybody been hurt? Oh yeah. People have died. What? Yes. I don't know if I've heard about that. People have died I need to, because need of these to look Teslas. Into that. I need to see some research on that. I need you to send me some articles. That's okay. Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Send me some articles on this stuff because I need to see that. Because I mean, I thought I I thought the things were going good on that. Front so there. so the yeah. the la- the latest video I've seen was like true Tesla heads. Yeah. You know, and they totally wrote it off as like just a quirk in the system, but they were letting this brand new update. Mm-hmm. auto drive and it clocked a bicyclist and it focused on it turned towards the cyclist and went straight towards it had had this youtuber mm-hmm. not had his hands where where you're supposedly you should have them yeah. should have them whether it's driving or not because yeah. let's face it people that put this on this autopilot they go right the fuck to sleep yeah <laughs> so had he not had his hands there this cyclist would have been run over was this a recent thing or was recent. this whenever the yeah. beta test was going or like is this I, Re- uh, I mean it's, it's fairly... like it's like two weeks two what? weeks recent yeah well, okay, yeah. So I need, see, I need to see these videos. You need to send me those. I, I will. I will. And so my my thing is is at what point does a company get too big that they're no longer putting out a good product? That's a good question, especially with a company that big, you know, and any big company that you see nowadays, especially like and I was just talking about today, Walmart falling the fuck apart around itself. Dude. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't been in a good Walmart in a while, dude. Well. Uh. I, well, actually, I went years. to the one in South Lake, and that one's years. actually pretty fucking nice. I'll give them that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Everything was actually stocked. I didn't talk to a mean. Well, I mean, the the thing about like DFW is you like, shouldn't have to go to the rich neighborhood in right, town yes. to get good service. Yes, right. And to get product. Yeah, I swear to God, dude, the ones over here, and even the Kroger over here is just mm-hmm. awful, dude. Like, it's it, it's absolutely insane, dude. Yeah, but and that's one thing that like I don't know if it's just DFW or so I'm from Arkansas, right? And like I'm used to like the real Southern hot piggly wigglies and all that. Well, that's Oklahoma. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I've heard of those, but I've actually never been in one. But it's basically yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm just used to like the real Southern hospitality, and then you get down here, and it's like it's a little bit different. It's a little bit more like short and like. A little more to the point and a lot of more like go fuck yourself. You know so, I mean? so yeah, like, I'm, I'm a Houston boy. Yeah. Dallas. And there, there's a little bit of, uh, you got to grease some palms to get anything done. Around not, there not, no, no, <laughs> it, it's, it's just that kind of plastic money. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, you can get things if you pay for it. Interesting. And if you don't pay for it, it breaks. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, my face. Yeah. uh, the needless to say, mm-hmm. you know, the the four or five months I've been here since I, I moved down from Seattle, uh, no qualms. Yeah. Like I, I I have been this Houston boy that has been like, you know what? DFW ain't bad. Yeah, okay, cool. D- nice. DFW yeah. ain't bad. Yeah. But, you know, I, I definitely grew up heck, they made a freaking <laughs> nighttime soap opera 
about Dallas. It's called Dallas. Did they really? Well, yeah, yeah, in the eighties, it was it was huge. They actually had a they they remade it uh, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and they actually brought back a couple of the original actors. But yeah, nice like like in the nineteen eighties when 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 my parents were on their honeymoon mm-hmm. in Europe, the the news on the newspapers was like who shot Jr. Oh, really? and it wasn't or a, JFK or no Jr. Jr. Like one of the actors or it, like as in I don't know who Jr. is. I'm, I'm uh, Jr. was one of the characters. Okay, like right, who shot okay. Jr. And it turned out like Did it you was. Just a, give me like a huge spoiler there. Or what's up? <laughs> You're not gonna watch this. It's an, it's an gonna 80s watch it. nighttime soap opera. I don't like, know, man. Uh, well here's the huge spoiler uh they build it on up and then they just write it off as a bad dream what the fuck like a like a a lost kind of deal like yeah like it's weird like we might be on a different needless to say it was like the second time that they jumped the shark you know the first time was fonzie jumping an actual shark and that's when you knew Happy days was over. <laughs> like, yeah. come on, you're jumping a shirt yeah. <laughs> in a leather jacket. Of course, yeah. I mean, he's got he's the you know. But uh, yeah, uh, enough enough uh, rambling. I don't know. Uh, I think I think we're on a pretty good little little ramble here, and I uh-huh. think what we'll do is we'll just continue on, kind of on that path, and then whenever we get back from a break here in a minute, we'll just get into the we'll get into the whole thing. But there right we go. now, let's just kind of like. Have a drink. Take yourself a drink. Listen Cheers. to here, buddy. Yeah. yeah. It's very good to see you. Good to talk to Great. you. Yeah. Uh, so what's going on with Benji right now is what I want to know. We'll go ahead and start there, and then we'll take everything back later. But, like, I know you're working over there in Deep Ellum right now, which is dope. Fucking Deep Ellum is very it, It's It's, very it's nice. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Deep Ellum, it has a bad rap. Oh, oh. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't heard a lot because I'm not really from here. Or anything, you know. So, like, so it it has a bad rap recently in the sense of you know there has like there that. has been some violence and and there has been some some things on the police blotter and all that stuff. Right. But you talking like the protest side of everything? Or? No, I'm, I'm just talking shootings and stabbings. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, you know, <laughs> so j- just yeah. just cut through, <laughs> cut through the 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 graciousness of it. Um, but you know, I, I I lived on the southeast side of Houston with bars on my on my windows. You know, crackheads knocking on my door, uh, being like, "Hey, hey, you, you have any money?" Sugar. Oh shit! Yeah. Uh, I was like. No, no, get the fuck off my porch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, uh, but you know, so so. Houston seems like it. I, I I went there for a business trip a couple of years ago. I I didn't grow up on the southeast side. I I grew up on the west side. Mm-hmm. But uh, this this was after a a, a long term relationship that ended sourly. Mm-hmm. Um, of yours or of your uh, of mine? Okay. Uh, and basically, you know, it was one of those things where uh, it was a volatile breakup. Uh fueled by you know alcohol, alcohol. as it normally right. yeah. normally does anything but else but but re- <laughs> alcohol and adderall if if we're I gonna, literally was gonna say yeah adderall, alcohol, I didn't say alcohol and adderall feel. let's face it when you mix adderall 
and Rumplemans together, oh my you God, black out. Rumple, bro. Oh, yeah. That's <sighs> why I told me. That's yeah. why you I divorced her. <laughs> that's why I divorced Rumplemans. Yes. Oh, um, I thought you were talking about the girl. <laughs> no. I divorced Rumplemans. So it's just 86 um, that bitch. 80, 86 Rumplemans. Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it was a very good relationship. I helped raise her daughter from uh, nine to fourteen. Second about Rumpelmans. Uh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I, know, I, know. I, I I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking about Tiffy P. Okay. Cool. Uh, so, so uh, I met Tiffy P when I was boun- uh, bouncing at Sherlock's on Westheimer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sherlock's is uh, of the Sherlock's Baker Street uh, Watson's uh, pub. It was all over Texas. Yeah. Um, there was one up here. I think I've heard of the Watson. Um, but I, I was, in, I was a bouncer there and we started dating and, uh, it was a good relationship for a very long time. Uh, but it very, it came apparent that there was no growth to be had. Now, how long you said for a long time, how long was it? Like, Five years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's so from, there, for, so yeah. from 23 to 28. Um, and my, at, you know, I'll admit at one point I gave up, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, if I, after five years, if, if I am years. all in and, and I am helping raise your daughter, right. And I'm paying for half of everything. Yeah. I have a say. Okay. Yeah. It's my house. Yeah. So it's my stepdad's house that we're living in. So where did the what is the question here? Like, what was the other uh, argument? Here? So <laughs> so we we just you know it, it was one of those things where we were both very non confrontational, mm-hmm. and it just and like it soured. Yeah. Very slowly. Oh, uh, so you're just letting little things like continue to slide on. And... We we moved into my stepdad's house mm-hmm. and we never unpacked. Wow. We unpacked certain things, but there were boxes everywhere. Yeah. And nobody said anything about it. Yeah. You know, every now and then it was like we should unpack. Mm-hmm. But our thing was, you know, if we're not at work. We're out having fun. And are you working or, as much as I think you're probably working six, seven days a week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the one day you have off, you go out and have yeah, fun. And if I'm day. not, if I'm, if I don't have my off day with mm-hmm. Tiffany, I take Brianna on out for, as she said, Susie. Yeah. Because she loves Susie. Susie. Oh, that's cute. You know. Yeah. And like, heck, I was, I was there. We're at at the house. Uh, I gave her my Xbox mm-hmm. when when I left, but I, I was at the house. She was on the Xbox. She came on in, like, we need to go to the store. I'm like, we'll go to the store later. Yeah. She's like, we need to go to the store. I'm like, why do we need to go to the store? I need to get something. So we get to the store. And she's like, okay, you stay here. Sus. I need to go get something. Sus. I follow her to. The aisle that scares the shit. The one with all the stuff. The one with all the stuff. Oh, no. Mama is a manager at the restaurant Uh that I work at. Yeah. I'm just a server. Mama is supposed to close. Her little baby is having her very first time. 
Ah, okay. So we get to the like I follow her to the aisle. I'm I'm not being creepy or anything like that, yeah. but I just trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. I already there. fucking knew. Really? Like okay. it 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 was just like I thought she was gonna like hop out and walk around. Well, the back my, and get some yeah, you know how my brain there. goes. Right, yeah, like yeah. I I am. Well, that's where my I'm, brain. I am calculating a thousand different possibilities yeah. in a second. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and I land on that. I'm like, oh no, oh no 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 no, not 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 yet. Yeah. Please not yet. So little girls having her special time. Uh huh. So so we get some pads. Right. Because I'm not showing her how to put a tampon in or anything yeah. like that. So we we get the pads, we get home, she applies the pad, we go up to the restaurant, I let her tell her mom what's going on. Mm-hmm. Her her mom doesn't even bad eyes like you're closing tonight. What? I'm like, I already knew I was closing tonight, but can you at least let me know what I have to do like yeah. a small checklist because mm-hmm. I'm just a server. I'm not manager trained or anything. Yeah. So I I do the numbers. I run the credit cards. I I, I do everything. I figure it out now. Yeah. I get a I get woken up the next morning at like ten thirty, being like, why do I see your name signed on the closing checkout? Why why is it BS? bs everywhere yeah you're not a manager you're just a server why didn't tiffany did she get fucked up or and i was like lincoln you have you have a daughter right yeah he's like yeah and it's like what happened when your daughter was like 10 11 12. now okay keep going yeah we're gonna put a might put a beat button on it let's see good he was like 10 11 wait what the f- you did a good job nice okay yeah and he just left at that we never talked mm-hmm. about it we never like because you know how texas good old boys are yeah it's like we don't talk don't about women problems women or yeah. anything like that <laughs> um but yeah you know i carte blanche after that yeah because I, I took care of of my family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I love Tiffy P. I love Brianna. I still check in on them. Um, she's married, has the house she always wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Brianna, you know, after I left, uh, she had some problems in school. She got hit. She she has like a tumor right here. Oh. And she, she just had surgery on it. Um, but you know, things are on, on the up and up for her. Yeah. Uh, but I, I love them through and through like yeah. they, they're my family, but you know, when you check all the boxes yeah, and then that society tells you mm-hmm. that you need to check to be happy. Yeah. Sorry. Society doesn't want you to be happy. Yeah. There's still, so you have to, you have to make yourself happy. Yeah. Well, we had the car, we had the kid. We, 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 like, we each had our own car. Yeah. We had the kid, we had the house, we had the lawn. Yeah, jobs. Uh, we had jobs. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Cat, dog. Okay, yeah. 
Did you have a white picket fence and a red front door, or what's up? Uh, <laughs> we actually did have a red front door. <laughs> I fucking <did>. um, <laughs> but you know, we also had a red bedroom. Interesting. Never recommend it. Yeah, it sounds aggressive. Um, red is a passionate color. Yeah. Um, might be good for the boom, boom, bang, bang. Yes, sir. Yeah, but. Also good for the boom, boom, bang, bang. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Tiffy P bounced a wine bottle off my head, and that's why we... So that's where it ended right there? Uh, No, you went back to Nemo. That was the final straw. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, a breakup is always going to be a long thing. You got... This sounds Mandarin exactly like this sounds stuff. very similar to a re- relationship that I had that was fueled by Adderall and alcohol as well. <laughs> you know, Adderall and alcohol, great sex. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. just gonna put it just gonna put it out there. Just like you can go forever. Yeah. You have a little bit of emotion going yeah, on. Kind of numbed out at the same kinda time. Kind of numbed out. <laughs> you know. Uh, it it's great. Yeah. Uh, but you know it. it it's not sustainable. No. Yeah. No, it's not. No. <laughs> and it gets aggressive. But yeah. So uh, <laughs> uh, 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 enough about relationships. Yeah. So now at this point, I think we should actually get back to mm-hmm. the part of the life of detours. I did like our little spiel there, though. I think a lot. Of, I think that's going to be. Very, I, th- I just feel like that was some interesting stuff right there, dude. I think I had it. I think it worked. I had a good time. I think everybody's mm-hmm. got a good time listening mm-hmm. to that, dude. That's some good stuff. But so, what I want to know is, I want to find out how the fuck you ended up here. So, I want you to start kind of at the beginning. So, just give me like the whole rundown, dude. Like, so born in Houston, right? No, no, okay. So, let's okay. Just start there. So, yeah, yeah, so, so, so it's our it's already a mystery, guys. Oh, shit. already a mystery. He was made in a lab. Um, <laughs> you know, a, a glimmer in my daddy's eye. Yeah. Uh, in, <laughs> in Anchorage, Alaska. Oh, right. You did. You yeah. Did. So, okay, so, right. um, also a lot of people were, were like, what, thir- 35, 40 minutes in? 35, yeah. I'm a twin. Yeah. There, there's one more of me there's out there. Motherfucker out here running around. No. Using Benji's name. No. Okay. Cards. So <laughs> I'm, I'm the sexy twin, okay. and I have been told this multiple times right. across my entire lifetime. Nice. So I'm very sorry to my brother. What's your brother's name? Nick. Okay. Nicholas Duncan Sager. Nick, apparently, you're the ugly twin. And, right and well, you know, it just <laughs> all of it had to go one way or the other. You know? Yeah. I'm so sorry you just drew the short straw. <laughs> so fraternal um, or? Um, identical. identical. Right. I was supposed to be twin A, but he kicked me into my mom's rib cage and came out first. And so He's that's like, why I don't feel yeah. bad that I'm the sexy one. Because <laughs> I got the extra time. That one that one. I got the kick, extra, I got the extra time in the oven, you know? Place, you know? Um, and so uh, we were born in Anchorage. And uh, my dad uh, worked for BP. Uh, as an uh, oil accountant, mm-hmm. and he got uh, transferred to Gulf of Mexico production. Right, which so not is, on the roughneck side of it, more on the money side of it, kind of deal. Yeah, numbers and spreadsheets. Right, I, I grew up on Excel. Yeah, I love Excel. Oh, okay. um, yeah. like it. It's a it's a weird fascination for yeah. me. <laughs> um, and so I grew up in Houston 
on the west side of town, uh, you know, uh, middle class, uh, it, because my dad was an accountant. Mm-hmm. And VP is based in Houston, I want to say. Is that right? Or? Uh, they're, they're based in London, British Petroleum. Oh, okay, right. That's um, what that for. Yeah, I never knew that. Yeah, and so they're they're based in London, but they have they, they they have they actually have a lot of I don't know if they have them anymore, but they they used to have a lot of actually service stations in the south, mm-hmm. uh, not Texas, right? But in the south, okay. Um, yeah. And because I know that's what Dallas, ye- was yellow, too. yellow and green, mm-hmm. and and so the little we, flower thing, right? exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and we got we got moved down, and so I grew up in, in on the west side of of Houston, and uh, you know my my parents were great yeah. in the fact that um, they they could care less whether or not the house was was good. Well, we moved into a good house. Yeah, not saying the house was bad. I mean they're relatively, but, well, I mean, but they they focused on schools. Yeah, for okay. for me, uh, my twin brother and I. Yeah. and and Are you the only children. Only children. Right. Uh, I my, mean, you fucking bang so out my, one time, you're good. You're yeah, good. my my mom had uh, endometriosis, and that's where where the the female period uh, is excruciatingly painful. Really? Like she would miss, like in high school, she missed a week every month, and in like for work, she she had to take that time off. Had to take that time off. Wow, and so. So my parents finally were trying for a kid mm-hmm. and they settled on, look, we're going to have one and then you're going to have the hysterectomy. And so when, uh, back in the day, it wasn't automatic that you had a sonogram yeah, or an ultrasound. Mm-hmm. Um, and their, uh, Insurance or they're they're a doctor, they're right. a baby doctor. I, I I don't know the I forget that oh, term, sure. you know. I, I but but they're ba- and I you, you should know. You should know. Well, we actually didn't see really a doctor like we did mm-hmm. the um we did the birthing center round. Okay. Yeah. Good. So we had a Good. midwife for that. Nice. Yeah, which was dope, dude. I definitely recommend that to anybody. There we go. Yeah. Uh yeah, so uh in, during the ultrasound, uh, the u- ultrasound tech is like, and here's here's the first head, mm-hmm. and here's the second head. Yeah, slightly bigger because it's been juicing. <laughs> and my dad gets like <coughs> half an inch away <coughs> from his face and says, what, what the fuck? fuck do you mean two heads? Because, you he know, prepared for that. Yeah. any father... Mm. First assumes. They would have told me that, dude. First assumes two-headed baby. Oh no! Okay, yeah. And then split second. Yeah. Oil accountant. Yeah. Oh. Twins. Yeah. He is crunching numbers. Yeah. <laughs> he is like, oh my god! I, just I am going. I am going broke. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to send them to college. Yeah. They might, they might be Ivy leaguers. Right. Yeah. And my brother did like fake Ivy league <laughs> called Excuse USC. Me. Nice. Okay. Right. University yeah. of spoiled children. Ooh. 
Wait, did he actually go to USC? Or... Oh yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he. Gra- he uh, so like he, he graduated. Some random college, and, and he 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 graduated uh, with a mm-hmm. uh, film production uh, degree mm-hmm. major and a a, a video game design and management minor. Mm. And uh, right now he's living in Portland, Oregon. He's trying to get on his feet. Um. But, you know, he's never really done anything with the video game or his degree in general. That's a hard, that's um, a hard one to break into. Yeah, you know, yeah. you, you got to stay in L.A. if you want to break out in right. the video industry. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. So he hopped over to Portland, which is nothing. Oh, no, that. he hopped over everywhere. Oh, okay. There's something about us that we hop places. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're a wanderer, and, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, huge, <laughs> huge wanderer. Yeah. So we're at you're in Anchorage. Yeah. So, so we're in Anchorage, the and then uh, of... two two years old, move into the house I grew up in in Houston, mm-hmm. uh, on the west side of town. Uh, am there for, you know, thirteen years, fifteen years. I'd say thirty years until my my mom oh, right. my mom sold it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were there, grew up on the west side of town. It was great. Gifted and talented students. Yeah. Uh, my mom, uh, had a job before having us owned her own interior design company. Nice. Sold it when nice. she, when she found out she was pregnant, oh. uh, and then, uh, focused on raising us mm-hmm. and teaching us what our teachers we're missing. Yeah. Um, which is great. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we, we primarily focused on road trips, uh, as kids. Mm-hmm. And on the very first road trip, we randomly stopped at White Sands. Nice. Uh, out there on is that in New Mexico. Te- or... New Mexico. Okay. Just barely not East Texas. Oh, okay. you know? Yeah. Uh, and found out there was a junior ranger program. Oh, okay. And so you could, you could figure out this worksheet and fill out the paperwork and, and answer the questions. And, and then you get this little junior ranger badge nice. yeah. and a little certificate and mm-hmm. stuff. And I shit you not, that was like just wildfire. Like my parents were like, okay. So every state park, every national park that we drove by, yeah, they would stop. Yeah. It's a great time to have like, do they all like, have that junior that, ranger deal or? Well, Back when we did it, yes. Okay, right. Uh, I sure hope so. Yeah, I sure, I sure hope like so for thing, your yeah. for your little one because, mm-hmm. really and truly, you, you, you learn history, lot, you learn geology, you learn biology, yeah. you learn geography, geography. Yeah. Like it, it's a. Uh, it's like being a boy scout. You don't have to be in a troop. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Like, uh, you know, when I was six, I, I wanted to be a park ranger. Oh really? Yeah. You know okay, that, yeah. that that's what I wanted to do. It's funny because Jeff's uh, his nephew was a park ranger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wild. You know it it, it is a it's a great vocation mm-hmm. because you're just passing along the knowledge onto other people yeah. and keeping things safe out there. Yeah. yeah. And so so we 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 would do those those little excursions, and then uh, middle school and high school. Uh, I'd always been a part of the swim team uh, nice. growing up. 
uh, you know, swim league swim team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you then you have the swimmers, but you have long arms for sure. And lo- like long arms, a little bit of a V, not so yeah. much anymore because, <laughs> right. you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, um, water polo uh, was offered. Mm-hmm. And the the fir- very first Never game, uh, my twin brother and I were kind of nervous. And so we we set out and and did the clock, okay, and stuff. Just want to spectate a little bit. And yeah. well, we wanted to see what the fuck we were getting into, right? Yeah. And the second game we played, and my mom says tells this story and says at first they were like, "Oh my god, what the hell? They're grabbing me!" <laughs> and then it was like. Oh my god, they're grabbing me. And it's like, oh my god. Like it, it went Is from water polo aggressive? It, yes. I've never seen okay. I've so, literally never seen it. I have no idea what I've been fish hooked in the eye socket and <laughs> and that was actually by one of my best friends, Lee Bird. Is it like water Shout rugby? Out to Lee Bird. Yeah, Lee Bird. Uh, at Lee Bird. <laughs> uh, so um it is like the, there's fingernail checks so that you don't scratch on people. Yeah. Uh, in the state of Texas, they do toenail checks now Not because yet, under the water. Because yeah. fuck y'all, Clear Lake. <laughs> uh, Clear Lake's coach taught them how to cut their toenails into points. Oh, nice. And we notified the refs. Yeah. And now they check toenails. Oh. That's like uh, in soccer. I played soccer as a kid. Yeah, you, you know, go up there and hit the fucking mm-hmm. right on the top of their, yeah. uh, their shin guard and rip that bitch down and mm-hmm. cut them all to pieces. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I dislocated, allegedly, allegedly. dislocated <laughs> the shoulder three times. The third time, uh, a Hungarian exchange student. Sounds fucking huge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fo- fo- like he went to this school strictly mm-hmm. for water polo. Oh wow! Yeah, like across the world. Did you have a good team? Um, not not our team. Somebody else's team. Right. <laughs> and he saw before the game that I was icing my shoulder. Um, so ten seconds into the game, mm-hmm. he grabs my wrist and kicks into my shoulder as hard as he can, dislocating it. Yeah, a third time. Ah, a third time in how long? A couple of weeks, probably. Yeah, you know he 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 got he got uh, kicked out of the tournament for yeah. that. Like it probably was a, doesn't play. It was a clear. Now. It was, sounds no, like a piece of shit no, no. He he played for the the Hungarian youth team. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So playing dirty pays off. So guys, I yeah, mean, it does. Yeah. Yeah. It does. <laughs> um, so I I had a lucrative. Uh, career as, as uh, a water polo player in high school are the positions uh, kind of the same as soccer or is it more rugby or what's i, I had no uh, fucking idea what we're talking about kind of like soccer kind of like rugby and the and kind of like basketball okay. it's weird uh so there there's the strong man that goes in the in the center Front center right so it's called two meter man because mm-hmm. he's set up at the two meter mark if you go inside the two meter mark and you get past the ball it's a turnover because you're too close to the goal. Okay. And then so it, he's basically the goalie kind of deal. Uh, no, but there is a goalie. Okay. Right. And then there's the two meter man in two D, mm-hmm. which is two meter defense. And then you have your wings, your guards, and your point guard. Okay. So it's yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that is kind of like soccer. What is it? Nine man or seven? Uh, one. 
Two, three, four, five, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically, you're dropping it in into the two meter man, and he's either going to go for a quick shot mm-hmm. or for the foul. And then once you get fouled, you get a free pass, mm-hmm. and the guards drive down or crisscross, and then you're looking for the open man. Mm-hmm. And, and what kind of ball are we talking about? It's like a uh, so, volleyball so uh, a lot of people think it looks like a volleyball, and it does look like a volleyball, mm-hmm. but massive amounts of grip. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So Is it heavier. Heavier. Yeah. Yes. But <clears throat> but grippy. Nice. And you can skip it off the water. Oh, cool! Right. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> This is not <laughs> PC, okay. but there was one time we were warming up, and my my twin brother the, was the goalie, uh-huh. and I I was the two meter man, point man, jack of all trades, score wherever. Yeah, and I was warming up, and I decided to. He hated. He he told all of us, "It's like I'm warming up, no skip shots. I'm warming up." And I'm like, "You're warming up as a goalie." You need to warm up all. So I skip shot him. I wasn't planning this, but we we later called it the JFK. Right. Okay. So I skipped it right in front of him. Mm -hmm. Bounced over his shoulder. Hit the crossbar. Into the back of his head. Hit him in the back of the head. Uh Uh-huh. Winning the goal. Nice. So you got a twofer. You got to smoke your brother and then a goal. <laughs> so allegedly, he, allegedly. He, 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 he also loves to tell the story that, so fresh, uh, he was the goalie freshman, uh, sophomore and uh, junior year. And then we needed more people out in the field. Uh-huh. And so I got him, we, we got him back in the field. Yeah. Well, very first day of practice, uh, coach paired me up with him and told, show him the ropes. Yeah. 20 minutes in, he's having to get out of the water, goes to the hospital. What? Gets fucking five stitches because I elbowed him in the face. Oh my gosh, nice. Yeah. It's a rough sport. Sorry, it's a rough sport. You spent three years protected. Yeah. I spent three years hardened. Yeah. Getting your fucking shoulder dislocated, fucking, and lip busted, and fucking toenails. It, if you're going to get up on me, at least I I know how to pull it, so it's only five stitches and not right. not a broken jaw and lost of teeth, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and it's your brother, you know. You're gonna yeah, get a little yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I I do love him to death. Uh, we're not on speaking terms right now, uh-huh. uh, but you know it it it's one of those things where yeah, I like that sometimes. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, yeah. it's a life of detours and you never know how long you have to stay at the rest stop. Yep. There you go. Mm-hmm. I'll drink to that. Oh, if I had a fucking beer, look at me. Uh, let's pause it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I got to pee. Take, you got to yeah, pee. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we're going to go pee. We're going to take a little break here. Uh, bye, guys. <laughs> so we did a little sound check there and Benji's immediate reaction was, oh, I hate my voice. <laughs> it, uh, it always sounds so different does it yeah <laughs> oh well, yeah i've kind of gotten you know a little bit past that because i've been doing this not only this for a little while but whenever i was doing the book i was doing videos like every week as well so like i'd watch those and like 
you can it, it takes a little bit of getting used to man like it's it's fucking weird dude but like i i think i'm kind of past that but like sometimes you know it still kind of gets you a little bit man yeah but uh so we were just talking about i'm gonna go ahead and crack this topo right here oh wait did I grab a fucking mango? I was trying to grab a fucking guava real quick. <laughs> I was trying to say the mango's food. Let me see here. Okay, there we go. All right, so now I have the strawberry guava. Strawberry. <laughs> I just love, so whenever you crack it by the fucking mic, it's, it's just so crispy. Dude. So crispy. So crispy. There we go. Nice. So we're into your water polo then. So that was... Did you play that all through high school? All, all throughout high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw, uh, junior year was kind of my most like lucrative year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Same. I made the uh, the Texas All-Slaughter team. All-Slaughter team? All-Star team. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> and uh, I got to play in the, you know, it's basically the MVP, the MVPs from all the teams yeah. in Texas. And you you get to go out to Austin and go play in the All-Star game. With all the other best players in the fucking state? Only person to score a hat trick. Nice, dude. Three goals. Came in there and fucking showed him what's up, bro. Yeah. Uh, So one one backhand from two meters. Mm -hmm. One nice drive. Uh, from a guard position, mm-hmm. so Is straight. That how far out would you say? Uh, seven meters. Nice. I love how they use meters and, in there. And then uh, one one nine meter shot. Is it because it's it's water that we're using meters? Well, well no, no. Uh, so it's primarily a European sport. Right. Okay. So that makes and, sense. And yeah. and we're we're like one of the only countries that, that use feet. Uses, yeah. The fucking, you know what is the system called? It's not the metric system. It's the uh, it's the standard system. Standard system, okay. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was feeling. Like, yeah. And and so uh, the the third goal was just a straight up. I got fouled outside, and I caught the goalie. Basically, had a free shot on him. Ba- basically, just like lobbed it on up and just put it high corner. Nice. There was no way he was going to get How to it. How big are these goals? Um, like you so, know, like, so a lot of goalies have have that long wing wingspan, like a good like three feet or... on me. Uh-huh. Um, but majority cannot touch both sides. touch both sides. Okay, so I'm thinking like so I played soccer. So what I'm thinking of is like a U, like like U ten. So you know so I mean? think like, soccer mm-hmm. flood the field. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's water yeah. polo. Well, for goal size, I'm thinking of like like the ten the ten year old kind of age where yeah. like. You, like the the goal, like because we used to play on the younger fields whenever mm-hmm. we were playing with the older guys. Because I mean, the so so the like goal that. size is is definitely more high school goal size for soccer. Uh, Water no. polo, like it, it really is one of those things where if if you're touching this goal post, you're never gonna make it to the you're other side. N- no one, yeah, will ever make it to the other side. Okay, so I, a little bigger than I'm thinking. Yes. Okay, yeah. Cool. Um, well, that adds a little bit of fucking. That adds yeah. So so yeah. so I made the all star team uh, for Texas. I made the youth regional team mm-hmm. for Southwest, and then they flew me out to La Jolla to try out for the youth national water polo team. And that's going to like junior Olympics. I was about to say across the world. Yeah, and if you may. Th- if you make the youth national water polo team, 
you're almost a shoe in for the national water polo team. So what happened? What did you end up getting? Uh, you know, I, I went out there for tryouts and realized like a lot of these uh, college kids uh, have been, uh, well, not college kids, but the, these California kids Ooh. had been, yeah, live resin. That's fucking nice. That's mm-hmm. actually got live resin in it too. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> so, so it's crazy. It's legal in Texas. Uh, ca- <laughs> the California kids have been playing since they were three. <laughs> and I had only been playing water polo since I was 14. So right, yeah. I, I went out there and saw it as a learning experience. Yeah. I was out there to learn new tips, new tricks. And this was when you were playing with the junior Olympic team. Or, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. Because you're going into your senior year yeah, now. So you're yeah, like, I'm going to get as good as I can. Exactly. Yeah. And my senior year, we made it to state for the very first time. My nice. team. Yeah. And so that that was like, you know, the little feather in my cap. That little fucker rips, by the way. Uh-huh. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a mean little bastard, bro. And it's so like unassuming. Like I, I it's the same like Logan, he works at the smoke shop. He brought one home earlier. I don't it wasn't Delta Eight or Libraries and it was something else. It was like I think he said like GHB or something like that. But he fucking Wait, handed well, it to me. And GHB, fucking... you know what GHB is? I'm Roofy thinking drugs. it's something else. Yeah, something else. that's my bad. That's <laughs> something else. It was an acronym. And I think it's like GHB. Or yeah. Actually, what's funny is you know the Fridays right by the Boomer mm-hmm. Jacks that I work at. I yeah. went over there one day, and we we're sitting there and. Uh, I was talking to the bartender and he's fucking sweating his dick off, dude. And uh, he was talking about how he sells like Adderall, he sells GHB, he sells all this stuff. And like, is it GHB that's like Molly, but you black out after a while? Is GHB that is the roofie drug. Okay. I think that might that's, be what I'm That's what you that, slip yeah. into some. But he was basically drink. saying like, if you take it in certain doses and it's like a fucking badass party drug, you know what I mean? Like you can just do it all day. I don't. I don't know. Yes, is his, that's what they say. Take uh, on it. Yeah. A majority of the bad All drugs. All I know is he was sweating his dick a, off, working the shit out of this three compartment sink. Sink, bro. Sounds to me like he was on Adderall or Coke. No, he did. He did sell me Adderall. So <laughs> yeah. there we go. There we go. But he he had so it was a liquid in a little vial that he was squirting into his water. And he was drinking that, and he said it was. I think I want to say it was GHB. If he, if it was GHB, it was he- heavily diluted, and it was to counteract the uh, the Adderall, yeah, <laughs> the clicks, the click, the clicks of Adderall, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I absolutely loved uh, playing water polo. Uh, I think eventually, once I get kind of situated here in Dallas. If I find a club team, I, yeah. I'll totally play. That's what I'm talking about. I'm ready to get back into soccer at some point, dude. Like, I still think I have, like, I know I still have the moves. I just don't, I definitely don't have the cardio for it right now, mm-hmm. but I'd love to get back mm-hmm. to that point. But, like, <clears throat> if I could find a, you know, a league around here, I would totally and, play. And, and see, that's the, that's the thing about water polo that I absolutely love is, like, it's probably it, a lot of hard cardio, it, dude. A lot of cardio, a lot of sprinting. That sounds hard, but, honestly. But there there's, it's it's, it's weird to say, but there there's something that like it, high schoolers call old man strength. Yeah, because in high school, uh, like I played club water polo, mm-hmm. and club water polo, you you can all play against like the men's team, oh, okay, or right. the men's club team, mm-hmm. and they're and, just that much stronger than you. They yeah. they are, but 
they know when to swim and when not to. And the older you get, the more conservative you are on your your fucking power bursts. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so, so I, I totally want to be that old bogey that like goes and plays and like wrecks shop on these youngsters, yeah. just because I know when to drive. Yeah. And when to fucking be lazy and yeah. float. It sounds interesting. I'd really like to fucking check this out. So, um, I actually have a buddy, my buddy Sydney. He actually works in he works at uh, Harlow. Okay. He's the uh, assistant general manager right now, and he was uh, <clears throat> he was basically a fucking shoe in for the Olympic. Uh, it was the, the just regular swimming, like mm-hmm. sprints or whatever you do. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you look at this guy, like he he's got the fucking he's got the he's v. got the V, bro. He's yeah. got the V. He's he's the exact specimen, and like uh-huh. he <clears throat> told me one time that he actually. In high school, like swam just under Michael Phelps' record in the what like hundred meter or something like that. But he uh, got in some trouble in his senior year and wasn't able to do all that. But like, should have fucking done it, you know what I mean? So I I would really like to have you guys talk about this and like see what because I mean that's a different kind of like. Did you do the sprint swimming as well? Uh, yes, actually. Is uh, that like so warm up or like so, a cardio deal or uh, freshman year, I I I was the long distance swimmer mm-hmm. uh, i swam the 200 and the 500 yeah um and then uh sophomore year we got a new coach mm-hmm. and he found out i could sprint and so i got taken off those long distance and put on the 50 and the 100 the best at the long distance though? uh <clears throat> yeah yeah because <laughs> because i i would never negative split i i have this weird control mm-hmm. where i i just stop caring about what's going on with my body yeah. and i just do you it. get that like zen kind yeah of like yeah it's like, like okay runner's high we're to swim like i would negative mm-hmm. split my 500s What's like, a negative split which or... means your your second half is faster than your first half right which is what i always do too. which which is unheard of on 500s because most people sprint and then they just barely hold on. Yeah. And so my coach, so you'd be my dropping new, behind in the first yeah. half and smoking them in the last. Uh, half. No, 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 no. There's some fast people out there. No, no. Saying. Like really and truly, like my 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 goal in the 500 was to sprint the first 200, coast for 50, go fast on 100, mm-hmm. and then sprint the rest okay so uh, you still have 150 to go though oh yeah yeah uh-huh okay <laughs> so so when when when, when, when i got so. moved up to the the 50 and the 100 i was like thank you like i have so i just get I to have, do the last bit all the I, I just get to get to go all out yeah and not worry about slightly conserving energy yeah, you're not gonna hurt yourself right? exactly yeah and you're um, high school, you're fucking, you're, you're good, bro. Yeah, just, just like, <laughs> d- dropping an energy drink right before the race. Like, um, take a scoop of pre-workout with no a, water. Like. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, but I, I, I loved it. I, I was the sprinter. Um, fuck, if I can remember my time for the 100, I think I got down to 51, which... Is that fast? I don't know. It's fucking insane. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, It's not record or anything, but it was, it was fast. I was, needless to say, I was faster than the USA swimmers. Nice. Okay. And 
for someone that just does or primarily did summer league and never was a USA swimmer, which was full time club, club swimming. Yeah. Um, you know, no breaks. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Uh, the the fact is, is the second I got a taste of water polo, mm-hmm. I swam to play water polo. Okay. Yeah. Because you couldn't you couldn't play water polo and not swim. <clears throat> You're in the water, you know. And so, yeah. <laughs> like I I played like my in high school. These were my seasons: mm-hmm. fall water polo, winter swimming, spring water polo, summer swimming, swimming and water polo. Nice. Like so no in the water, no break. The fucking time. I was a pool rat. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. a fucking pool rat. Yeah, that's so crazy because it is like a, it's like a click amongst itself, you know. Like um, yes, yeah, <laughs> and the absurdity. Well, uh, the absurdity that happens when well, you are a part like the, of the aquatic uh, team. Yeah, well, I feel like there's definitely like those rich, really rich swimmers, you know, and then there's yes. the kids that use the public pool. That. And and I I was that neighborhood pool pool rat yeah like I lived on the street that my neighborhood pool was on nice did you say so, that on purpose uh yes yeah mm-hmm. uh we had to cross the major not major street but the major street in the neighborhood mm-hmm. uh to get there and that was the barrier for my mom to be like ah you can't walk to the pool by yourself okay uh, yeah. until you're old enough yeah. Um, but yeah, we were, we were pool rats. Um, heck, uh, my summer league swim team, I, I, I coached it for three years. Um, after high school, uh, well, the first year I was still in high school. I was, a I was the senior 18 year old coach, nice. uh, teaching other kids. Mm-hmm. And then for two years, I came back from college to coach. Yeah. Um, I designed the logo that year. Because you're a graphic design major. Yeah, and I uh, tattooed it on me. It's one, 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 I think it was like. Is it somewhere where we can see it? I think it was my third tattoo right there. (laughs) A little piranha with a big old. Is that a skull piranha? Yeah. Nice, dude. It's totally a skull piranha. Yeah, that's dope. (laughs) And uh, speaking of which, I would like to talk to you about this whole graphic design deal because uh yeah we need stuff all the fucking time okay <laughs> yeah. yeah i, got I do you. need one for this particular episode i got you too. i yeah. got you on yeah. that yeah. <laughs> uh so i i designed the the logo i i coached um one of the most rewarding jobs i've ever had yeah uh also taught me how to deal with karen's and because and parents suck dude especially the ones that are good yeah like yeah, I coached a soccer like, team for like the season. ones that yeah. that are <clears throat> mediocre to good to slightly good. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about yeah. Like you can put them in whatever race you want, mm-hmm. but the second you you take one of the good ones, you take them out of the race that they're good in, and you're trying to test their their boundaries, trying to make the kid better. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But they have that one track mind, of- and you get a fucking earful from the parents. Yeah. Like, are you gonna let me do my fucking job or what's exactly going on? what's funny is the the soccer team that i coached for a little while the coach above like i was a i was an assistant head coach to somebody and he had got me on because we worked <laughs> together and he actually got fired because he was trying to teach them how to fucking play soccer and they were like just let him play soccer. like they 
like they didn't know how to do fucking uh corner kicks they didn't know mm-hmm. how to do any like uh like the fucking um what the fuck am i trying to think of like the fucking like the foul kicks basically you know uh-huh. I mean? like anytime there was a stoppage they had no idea what the fuck to do penalty kick penalty kick yeah yeah they had no they had nothing around that and it was basically like you know because i mean when these kids were like 10 you know what i mean like until you're about eight like you're just fucking running up and down the field mm-hmm. fucking around you know what I mean? mm-hmm. at a certain point you have to teach them these little things about like throw-ins and like fucking penalty kicks throw-ins and, penalty kicks yeah. like like little steals and yeah, stuff all that stuff you know dude. and a certain strategy to the game you know what i mean well, you're no that's longer a part just of growing up is adding adding more tools uh-huh. to the toolbox these, these parents were not ready bro these parents are fucking <sighs> yeah dude yeah 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 i i I, crazy. I get it <laughs> i get it because because i was a head coach mm-hmm. You got the whole front. Of yeah. It. See, I never actually. Yeah. So, got the so the first year I was an assistant coach. The the next two years I was a head coach, mm-hmm. and I I followed under like my not nemesis but my rival on the team. Mm-hmm. Like he was always just a little bit faster than me, uh-huh. but he was also two years older than me. Oh right, yeah. yeah. So so you know mm-hmm. it was it was one of those things where. We always swam exactly the same race. Yeah, I always like almost I beat. I a second forgot we were talking about water polo, and you said swim, and I was like, oh, "Okay, right." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, 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 no. We're, we're swimming. Yeah, this, right. this, yeah. yeah. And and uh, um, Tommy LeBlanc is his name. Uh, like Matt's younger brother, huh? Matt's younger brother. Who's Matt LeBlanc? Matt LeBlanc. Uh, from uh full house oh oh okay <laughs> no joey. no from friends <laughs> oh from friends that's who uncle it is. yes it's joey still though but yeah <laughs> i know uh, that's I that's know. john stamos god damn it is john that's stamos. john stamos yeah is he the guy somebody told me he has a weird belly button is that him potentially Potentially, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Tommy Blanc, uh, and oh man, like the the things that swimmers get into, especially like in championship time. Yeah. Like, you talking like party deal or what are we talking about? Here? Well, it was customary for the older kids to always go wrap the coach's house. Before oh, championships. so little hijinks here and there. Yeah. So, what age group are you dealing with here? So you're like older kids. We say basically thirteen to eighteen. Uh, okay. So, so it's a little so bit a little of a bigger range. What you're dealing yeah, with. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so, so when Tommy was head, my coach, words, not his. <laughs> so when Tommy was head coach, my my twin brother and I had acquired. A uh, Houston, city of Houston sawhorse, like construction sawhorse, right? With the blinker on it. Nice. So we acquired, he says. (laughs) Yeah, we acquired it. Yes, allegedly. Legally, legally? Question mark. So, uh, (laughs) my senior year me being a coach i know that tommy knows that we're going to wrap his house tommy knows 
I know. Were you the guy wrapping people's that, houses right before that? Oh yeah, I <laughs> I was I was the troublemaker. Okay, nice. So you had to keep the traditional line. Exactly. Though, bro. Yeah, that's how. I so was in high it, school, because bro. it was the head coach, but also yeah. I was an assistant coach. It was like one of those things is like, hey buddy, this is going to happen. Yeah. And he's like, no, it's not going to happen. And I'm like, it. Yeah. We're not breaking this tradition. It's going to happen. So I put the sawhorse in front of the front door. So he couldn't get out of his house? Well, Well, they're not. Front doors open inside. Yeah. Yeah. So we're wrapping the house. And all of a sudden he realizes we're wrapping the house. What are you talking about with toilet paper? Okay, right. Yeah, like. Long bombs, yeah, you know, <laughs> long bombs. And these are swimmers with long arms. Yeah, yeah they get, exactly. They get a good little hip to it. You yeah. know, swimmers make the best grenadiers. Hey, okay. Yeah, Throwing that's grenades. Right. That's basically okay, cool. what. Yeah. 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 And all of a sudden, we hear a little bit of a sound coming from inside. So we very quickly, like you know, roll and everyone has a minivan. <laughs> so everyone just pops in. We, we were prepared. We took the middle seats out. Mm-hmm. Everyone pops How in. How many kids do you have in this fucking oh. van? <laughs> uh, Allegedly. I, ple- <laughs> I, I plead the fifth. Yes. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. cool. Right. Plead the fifth. Yes. Um, this may or may not have happened. Needless to say, Tommy told me what happened. And he heard us outside. And was, he grabbed his paintball gun and was going to shoot us with it. And opened the door and started running outside. <laughs> Got clothes on. Ran straight down. into that sawhorse. Nice. And that's not going to move. Easily. No. 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 It took you and so your brother he just, to get that out of there. Yeah. That's amazing. So, flash forward to me being the head coach. Ah. <laughs> you fucking you deserve it really <laughs> <laughs> i did yes. i did but i knew it was going to happen right oh no you didn't did you tommy grabbed his paintball gun right right what'd you grab my paintball gun nice i was waiting on the roof <laughs> I was nice. right on the roof to shoot these kids. Were you gonna let him get a good couple lobs in? Or? Oh, I totally let. I totally let, let them have their fun. I let them have their because yeah. it, it's a team building exercise. Yeah. Actually, like really, intri- it's a camaraderie. It's like, yeah, yeah we're, we're going, going to out do, to do this. something slightly illegal. Sli- if we're even gonna call it that, you know? it's not because no, you're not pressing charges. No, sure. yeah. no, no one's pressing charges. No. But uh, needless to say, they the yowls. How many kids did you get? Oh, like six or seven. Were you pretty accurate with your paintball gun? It's me. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. He's just accurate. <laughs> he's a precision. I'm expert. efficient. Yeah. Yeah. I'm efficient. Efficient. Okay. Yes. That's um. Uh. <laughs> and yeah, it it was great. Uh, needless to say, it was great seeing the welts. <laughs> The yeah, because they have to go the to very practice. next day. <laughs> no, not practice the championships. Nice, dude. Because because they always we always did it between preliminaries and championships, and so Are you saying you always made it to the championships. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You don't. Have so to so it. so <laughs> so it, it's a small summer league swim team, uh, and it's a small summer league. Yeah. 
So it, four teams. Oh, okay. Everyone gets everyone. So it's a preliminary. Everyone shows up to the preliminaries, Mm -hmm. and whoever makes it to the final heat goes to the finals. Yeah. And so, like half half the people wrapping my house weren't swimming in the next day, but those that were. Yeah. I was always like, "What's that? What is that? What What is that? (laughs) What's that?" That's crazy. Weird how that happens. Yeah, it's almost like I saw it coming or something. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, the one person that has been a part of this for like fucking five years before this. So you were a coach the second year, right? Uh, Did they show up with paintball guns the next year? (laughs) No, no, they didn't. That would have been my move. You know, the second year, I I just kind of let it go on. Like, you had to show them that you knew what was going on first. I did the weird thing. I let it go on. And then I slowly crept up behind them while it's happening. It's like, that's a good job. Yeah, you guys really kind of like, got Did, the did you get thing. this area over here? <laughs> and they're like, oh, good idea. Wait, what the? <laughs> Wait, what the here, let me help you. <laughs> I I leaned into it a little bit. (laughs) So you said this was you coming back from college, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So where did you go to college? Uh, I went to uh, uni in Toronto. Nice. Or north of Toronto in North York Mm -hmm. at York University. Toronto, Canada? Yep. Really? Yeah. Okay. And so... uh, Out-of-state college is expensive? Is uh, out-of-country college? Not for a dual citizen. So very well played. Yeah, yeah. My my mom was born in Edmonton, uh, Canada. And you were born in Alaska. Well, I guess I was born in Alaska, but because my mom's Canadian, I I got dual citizenship. Okay, nice. And so, uh, you know, uh, it it was cheaper than going to A and M or UT. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so better school. The the original plan was to go up there for uh film production right uh my twin brother and i were going to be directors and we're going to do films and all that Mm -hmm. and then he got into usc for film production right which you know francis ford coppola george lucas like was it something that he like you applied for too like he got it and you didn't or was Uh, it like no no i didn't really give a fuck i Fuck California. I didn't want to go to California. Okay, right. I'd already been there. In with, Alaska, I, oh, no. I, I'd already been there with water polo. Oh, right. Yeah, for the Junior Olympics and, and to try out for the, uh, for the youth national team. And so I, you know, I... I not, nothing wrong to Californians or anything. Just not my cup of tea. Yes, same. Yeah. Um... Still haven't even been L- living someplace where you have to truck in water. I I just don't think it's sustainable. Uh, you know and that's what I, I'm so sustainability. So uh, you know I I jumped ship on the film production mm-hmm. because I on a whim applied for the graphic design program. Nice because if he's going to apply to USC for film, I'll apply for graphic design. Want. Yeah. Um, so I got in for film production and graphic design. Nice. So I went, I, I went the graphic design route. Uh, I absolutely love graphic design. Uh, seem pretty good at it from what I've seen. You know, I'm okay at it. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, any I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm humble. I am definitely my own hardest critic. Yeah. Uh, 
if I do something and I wait like six months to a year and you go back in anymore? No, I go back and I look at it and it's like, this is fucking on point. Oh, nice. But okay. uh, but up until the six month mark, I'm like, you'll fuck with it. I do no, the same. Is, you'll you'll no, sit there this. and like nitpick it, won't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely do that same thing. So so I I do love the graphic design. Luckily, Dude, during these fucking topos just go down uh -huh. like way too easy. Mm -hmm. It's good though. They're only four point seven percent. We're yeah. not getting too crazy. We're, we're not doing math right now. <laughs> 4.7 times <laughs> so so during the pandemic uh one of my old uh uh you know um bar directors uh decided to start his own uh cocktail mixer company right and i told him it's like hey look we both had the same boss boss we need to get you away from him Okay. Wait, so this is when you're working at... And this is when I'm in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And took a little jump there. I'm just trying to... Get yeah, sorry, sorry, right, sorry, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> this is how the this AD, is, this is ADD brain yeah. goes on. This is what I'm So, yeah. needless to say, I'm going to school for graphic design. Uh, I never finish school. Same. Um, my dad's health kind of went down the tubes also. Uh, you know, it just wasn't doing the work yeah and so i came back to texas right once graphic design picks up for me again uh the smartest thing i ever did at the start of the pandemic was buy an ipad pro nice with a pencil nice i knew i was okay so we did just time out a little bit just for a second so there's probably going to be a weird little beep like right in the middle of that and, and maybe some like overlapping of, of what we were saying beforehand right. but uh at the start of the pandemic i bought an ipad pro mm. uh got the procreate app and just started doodling and that's what i call my artwork right is doodles because it's not necessarily creating nothing from something yeah or or something from nothing. So I've noticed you take like pictures or like something. Yeah. So idea. so I, I I have a huge background in photography. Uh -huh. uh, being a graphic designer, like I did my own shots. Yeah. And so uh, huge background in photography, but uh, you know I, I have a drawing background. I have a painting background. Uh, I took ceramics in high school. Nice. I was the only person that could work the the the, uh, wheel, the wheel, wheel, yeah, and actually get a cylinder. Nice. Um, yeah. So you How know, does that feel? I bet that feels so fucking good, dude. I saw. <sighs> you know what I think of every time I think of that? The movie Ghost. It. it <laughs> not gonna lie, it is one of the most essential ways to make art. art yeah, because because you just have to be in tune with it, and like. Mm -hmm. Some days you just don't got it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Some days it's just like it. yeah. Same not sex, working. Age, yeah. You know? <laughs> Some days you're just not on. Uh, and so uh, I started doodling. Um, and so I, I'll i load up uh, the photos in, into the app Procreate. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I'll use a exterior app to uh to run it through filters yeah and then i'll run like put like four or five different photos 
of the same photo run through different filters into the app and then I'll combine them in several different ways and it changes the way it looks. Yeah. And then after I do that, I'll add even more filters on top Mm -hmm. uh, slash my own doodles slash uh, I have a thing for Hanna-Barbera characters and old school, uh, you know, very two dimensional um, cartoons. Yeah. And so I love putting in like two or three animated characters into the scene. Nice. Like looking at the camera or whatever. And it, it just adds like, like that. I don't know. It adds I, a dimension of like it almost the, adds a third dimension yes, to it whenever you have exactly different perspectives added yeah. Like that. Yeah. And and then on top of it, there, you know, it's always got this this slightly pulpy um paper yeah. filter on top. So it, it definitely like it's like a grainy kind of Yes. It it, yeah. it like your screen it looks like an looks old, like an old yeah. Feel. yeah. 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 Um and so that that's my kind of style is is just grabbing a lot of different medias and throwing them together with whatever I like. Yeah, um, and then just doing something with what comes mm-hmm. out. Yeah, and as vibrant as possible. Yeah, without losing meaning. Well, yeah, you know. Nice. Yeah, I was looking at your uh, Instagram earlier, and it's very aesthetic. Like the it has a certain like. I've, I've read things about like how to make your social media better and things like that. And it's like, like having a certain like vignette to it, you know, what I mean? like a mm-hmm. certain color pattern that kind of goes through. And I feel like yours was, I want to say it's almost accidental that it's because of the process that you're doing. They come out. It, it's so. the process. And then just like my specific likes at the moment in time, yeah. uh, primarily right now I'm very big into uh, bright neons, bright colors, anything anything like miami vice yeah uh you know like pink neon candy. Yes. yeah yes absolutely love it uh, but you know uh it like lately uh, i've come up with a little bit of a doodler's block really you know i, I i've been working a lot mm-hmm. you know uh i, I caught larona he did do that. You yes. know? Yeah, he cut a bad case of it, actually. Uh, yeah, he uh, no, 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 no. I, I wasn't hospitalized or anything. Right. Well, you but, had odd complications. Yeah, so yeah. The, the ones that you don't really the, the, the long-term uh, tendinitis, the ringing in the ears, it's still there. Oh, wow. Um, but, you know, it, some days are better than most, and, and that kind of is just life in general. Some days are better than most. Yeah. Um, and... You know, sometime writer's block and doodler's block, it happens. Yeah. It's It's funny to hear you say doodler's block because I, so before I started writing, well, I still wrote, you know what I mean? But like, I have a lot of like just little doodles that I would do. And like, so what I would do is like, I would start out and like, I would just take the piece of paper and I would just fucking like do a squiggle of some sort. And then I would make something out of that. And then sometimes you just do a fucking squiggle and you're like, nothing's coming out of that you know i mean like it's just fucking bullshit you know and then like sometimes you do that for like a whole day you know you're just like "Uh, it's really there's nothing coming out right now and and majority of my artwork i do not like until um it's at least a year old Mm -hmm. like i i don't know what it is but i'm just my worst critic 
I'm trying to see if I have my doodles for you to see. I'd like yeah. to show them to you if I have them. Yeah, keep talking. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's one of those things where where you know you're you're just your worst critic, and and I, I've come across things that I've done and I forgot that I did them, and I'm like, when the fuck did I pick this like, up? That's What's actually up? dope, dude. Yeah. Oh, that's mine. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like I I used to draw uh, animated. Uh, spray cans because i i nice. i was a stencilist uh slash graffiti artist in toronto i'm sure you guys can hear these fucking crispy pieces of paper Crisp? there. These are my that's old, great like, i used to just write like on paper i never it, i it, never used to type anything yeah. is that bilbo baggins and, and no that is the... uh fucking bro or that's uh samwise gamji taking on um g-lob you're gonna say no. I, at least I got a Hobbit right. You, you did. Know? Yes, okay. <laughs> I, almost put on the, I almost put on the Hobbit over there just for something kind of in the background there. But that's just, that's, it was it was more for me than anything. And I was uh-huh. like, uh, I don't know. Benji might not be. I, I almost put on Star Wars skills. Like he might be more of a Star Wars guy. I, I I am definitely more of a Star Wars person than than Lord of the Rings. But but I I grew up on. Uh, I did always love doing that. Yes. Knives and swords were my shit, dude. Yes. And I liked people also for some reason. Like, uh huh. Yeah, like the faces aren't great, but I mean, I could get like a good body texture kind of deal going on, you know. You know, that's perfect. Your uh, perfect character. Yeah. There you go. I don't even know who. I don't even know if that is a person. Just rando. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Nice. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah. Swords were always at my absolute favorite. Oh yeah, there you go. That's good texture. It's a little something. Yeah, that's just like that's pencil right there. Dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can get like you can get a lot of good things out of that. That was a side view I did of my ex one time. I was just kind of that's a good profile. There, feeling it. Yeah. She's, she's a little balding right there. Yeah, I didn't quite finish it. You know, <laughs> right Let me see what this guy is right here. Hold on. What do we got here? Ooh, that was the start of a badass sword. I just oh, never yeah. finished it, dude. That's a good hilt. Ooh, yeah. It was actually the drawing of a sword that I had that I gave to my um, sister's uh, baby daddy, I guess we'll call him, but... Uh, they were together for a while, and like he's fucking cool dude. He's like he's an axe thrower, is basically what he does for a living. And uh, I was like, dude, I, I gotta give him the sword. He gave me a he gave me a fucking hatchet in return. So yeah, that was the that was the trade that I made. That's great. Yeah, yeah dude, you should have seen that fucking sword. I have to. I'll take a picture of it if I ever see it again. I fucking love that thing, dude. It's beautiful. But yeah, so I have no idea where the fuck we were at just now. <laughs> um, uh, dueling. Uh, yes. Yeah, so you're so, in your graphic design. Um, graphic design. Uh, so I was dueling, and uh, one of my ex-bosses um, saw that I was doodling, and he started his own uh, cocktail mixer company. And so I, we, we both had the same boss, and we both – Needless to say, are very not really fond of this boss, and right. and you know he he was very upfront. He's like, "Look, I can't pay you what you're worth. 
I'm like, it's okay. Your boss was, or the guy no, you were no, planning the, the on going guy into I was, business with? Uh, the guy I was, I was planning on doing the graphic design for. Mm-hmm. I can't pay you what you're worth. And I was like, look, I don't care about that right now. Yeah. You, you pay me what you can pay me. Yeah. But I'll do everything to make we this we successful. need we need to make this professional and we need to make this successful mm-hmm. so you can get away from him. Yeah. And so that you can run this and focus on this mm-hmm. and and later pay you would be cool too. You know, you know. Yeah. right. Uh, well, that's neither here nor there. Well, well, at the end of the day, you know, I'm a one percent owner of the company. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Is it still up and running now? Yeah. Uh, up and running now. Uh, Looking Glass uh, Botanicals uh, Mixer Company. Um, so, uh, are we talking like ginger beer and like things like that? Or? No, no, no. Uh, we're we're talking about like straight up like, um, you know, your spirit, like agave or whiskey or or gin, and you you pour the mixer on in, you shake it on up or you stir it on up. Oh, okay, and that's yeah. your cocktail. Nice. So, okay. so, so basically, semi craft like cocktails the, at home for the ratchet people listening to my. It's a it's Long Island. All you have to do is add the shit into it. You know what I mean? Or like it's a margarita, but all you have to do is add tequila. Or, Thank you for changing that. Yeah. Long Island. No. Yeah. Because you have to add <laughs> into that one, right? Uh, but yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it it's so that you can enjoy the bar at home. That's which, cool. Okay. You know, yeah, you don't have to measure anything out. You just put, you know, a certain amount of this and, in there. And, and you know, uh, we've been in talks with uh, a couple, a couple of the big frou frou companies that you can find Cuisinart and, find the and mixers and in, and you know, it starts with a W and ends with an S. So. A different version of Nordstrom's and stuff. Um, so, you know, uh, and it's going to get big once it gets there. Okay. Uh, but as of anything, it's a waiting game. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I do the graphic design for them. Uh, I get it done. Still as, to this day? Still to this day. <laughs> nice. I, I'm, I'm the graphic design guy for the company. Yeah. Uh, so if it does get big, I'll be in charge of graphic design mm-hmm. for the company. There you go. Yeah. You know, uh, and kind of like a sweat equity almost. Yeah. You know, like you'll get paid what you're worth if it gets turned into something. Exactly. Kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The second, the second money starts coming in, I'll get a percentage. There you go. Yeah. Which I'm all for. Yeah. You know, yeah, because uh, I mean, it sounds like a passion project at the same time. Because I mean, it's two of your loves right there. You get to do the the graphic design for basically a bar, like a at home bartending mm-hmm. situation here, mm-hmm. which is dope. Yeah, not not to mention, like, even so, if it if it just goes, you know, regionally and gets big regionally, or even if it just gets big in the city of Seattle. It's something that allowed me to create during the pandemic when I was shuttered in. Yeah. It allowed me to have a creative out output. Yeah. And it, it, it it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, if it does get bigger, we, we got to start thinking about, you know, a bigger web presence, 
We we gotta think about you Call know. me for that. I mean, I'm not like super huge, but I think with something, you know, like something with already like a, because I can write posts all day and I can do them consistently, which is what I thought mm-hmm. I'd do right now. But it's just I'm at that point of building the base right now. But if there is a base to be worked with, all of this is words. You know, I mean, just yeah. making sure you're hitting keywords to hit people. You know, keywords, and then also, uh, you know. At the end of the day, if people start buying cases, yeah, then I got then I got to do the design for the the cardboard cases. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, I, then I, you know, it, it's all yeah. packaging. Yeah, there's a lot of little, a lot of little things of that you can that, make it. Well, it's a lot of people think like, especially like if you see like big companies like Coca Cola and things like that, like the way that they designed their product, somebody had to do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't something like it's not a it's not a preset thing. Like somebody had to create that kind of a stuff, you know? Exactly. So yeah, it's all the little things and like where you place your, like, like your nutrition facts and like where, like how you set everything like that up to make it aesthetically pleasing or like, uh, like aesthetically pleasing. On certain things and like not to mention certain things like trying to make it look the same for five different versions of a mix, like five different mixers. Yeah. Make it look the same mm-hmm. but then have like a small list of ingredients a bigger list of ingredients like and and make it standard but yeah. you have so much that you have to put on so yeah because cha- at the cha- same time changing a font size here and a font size there even on things like, like that being aesthetically pleasing is still a thing like if somebody buys a box uh, like a case of something and it looks like shit they're gonna be like what fucking kind of company am i dealing with here yeah you know what i mean like you just didn't have a guy you know like mm-hmm. what are we doing here like mm-hmm. yeah it's the little things whenever it comes to big business like, not to mention it's it's kind of taught me a little bit more about how to sell things yeah it's like look i i have to have a reason why i did something yeah like how how these colors mm-hmm. tie everything in and, and and even if it's something that's something that somebody doesn't agree with as long as you have a reason and like that's something that I actually have a very good respect for you, especially coming from when we were working at Muchacho was because there were a lot of people that just weren't standing up for things. And it was like, there was one guy that was there with me. Like I was battling the fucking man, the owners every single day. And it was me who had gotten thrown into that bar manager spot. And like, I could do the bar manager spot. If I'm so sorry, I didn't take that over. It's fine. It's fine. I was handling it. It was okay. I'd never done it before. And like my thing, like I, I can bartend all day and I can fucking adapt to just about any situation. I've done every kind of bartending. But, other than but like when people don't know like the rules and the laws. Back. Yeah. Whenever you're the fucking owner of the company, motherfucker, or you're the, the daughter of the owner of the company. Yeah. Who's a complete so, piece of shit. So those that allegedly, we'll the, say, yeah. those that haven't tuned into the Jeff Groth. Uh, episode yeah uh we, we were talking about the one time that uh wait Sam- so let's take it back for just a second okay. let's take it back to so you were doing the company over there and so how did you end up back in dfw to end up in this situation so so pandemic happened i think we could spend a whole 30 minutes on that so I'm yeah burn this last 12 minutes I'll okay you there. so yeah. so pandemic happened uh i decided to one by the iPad. So and I was, this was when you were, I was doing still, graphic design still uh, in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's uh, when your buddy started the, 
that's when the my mixer. buddy started the mixer company. And dur- right during the mixer company, I'm also going back to school right. for welding. With the grant. Yeah. And, whatever it is. and uh, that money dries up. Fairly um, quickly, actually, for me. Well, least. yeah, the retraining money fairly dried up quickly. Like, all of a sudden... Well, I, I was go, just talking about the unemployment, but I imagine oh, that probably went faster. Yeah. No, no. I, I mean, I I got a good, like, three semesters out of it. And then the fourth semester, they decided to fuck me over um, and, and not pay for it. Make you pay for all of it? And so, like, I just dropped out because... Yeah. You can't afford... I but, can't imagine how much that is. I learned how to make, take, stick, and fabricate. Yeah. Like, what? You, you just stopped me from doing my final project. Yeah, I swear to God, yeah. Fuck so you're off, just you know? Exactly, exactly. So and it's funny because the thing about you is, like, you look like a very, like, very artsy, like, you have, like, a feminine kind of a vibe to you, but you definitely have, like, the build and the machismo of, like, a guy's guy, like, of a, like, a real machinist kind of a guy, too, at the same time, you know? Uh, I'm definitely one of those. I I, I, I play both sides. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> Literally. <yeah. laughs> I play both sides a yes. lot. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. He's a switch hitter, boys. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, you know, so I was, I was doing both of those. So money dried out and I just, you know, uh, pandemic switches a lot of your, uh, focuses and I decided, you know what, um, um, I had the opportunity, one of my, uh, um, I also do private bartending, uh, for, uh, people. Yeah. Uh, if you have a party yes. and you need a bartender, call me. I would absolutely call you because uh, you're honestly like, and I'd like to think that I'm a pretty fucking good bartender, but you're one of the best I've seen. Oh, I've seen thank you. Here. Yes. Uh, you're one I, of the most knowledgeable at the very least. I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't throw you behind a speed bar in most situations. I, 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 I like to converse. Yes. I yes. like to converse. But he'll make you, I, I, I can def- drink that'll take him 10 minutes to make and it'll be the best thing. I, I, I can definitely bang like bang out the the well yeah at, you know, especially at the judge yeah right yeah but um i couldn't believe the people that couldn't i was like have you bartended before like what are we doing here bro uh like those drinks are the, yeah, half of them are fucking mixed already bro yeah the goddamn <laughs> like okay so so like, the servers would be mad when I wasn't there because they couldn't fucking get drinks. And I'm like, what are we talking? Like, I, Cause I made it to where everything's made. The the only reason they couldn't drink, get drinks out if I was there is because I was trying to focus on my bar, bar top mm-hmm. and actually make money for myself. Yeah. Which was hard to come by. Because we were church. only making five cents off of every margarita we made. What? What do you mean? For the servers? Yeah, the, like every every margarita we made for the servers, um, I calculated the tip out per margarita. It was five cents. There's no I way. Made a lot of fucking margaritas, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we should we we should we should have been making at least fifty cents per margarita. This is your dad coming out of you right now. Uh huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, being the son of an oil accountant. Yes. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I I know how much I should be making off because 
Yeah, I can bang out margaritas all but night. But you don't want to fucking do that all night either. No, you don't. Yeah, it sucks. Because you have your your bar top that you have yeah. to talk and to. And that's what you'd like to do is like talk to people and make mm-hmm. them good drinks. And like, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the Wow, a motherfucker. You're the show. As, that's as, the difference between a server and a bartender. You are the show. As, as I always said, uh, you know, I get to go on stage every night and play with physics and chemistry. There you go. Yeah. And people have you ever done flare, by the way? People eat that up. I I, I do a little bit. I do micro flare. Yeah. Uh working flare. Yeah, working flare. Uh you know me. I I am highly focused on efficiency. Yeah. And if it makes me faster, I'll do it. Mm. If it makes me slower, fuck that. Yeah. If it makes the drink better. If it makes the drink better, go for it. If it is if it adds nothing to it. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, so I was in Seattle. Uh, you know, seventy-five percent of bars cl- shut down for good out there. Um, new owners popping up. New owners mean trust, well, trust fund babies or fucking. Well, it was people like the people that had worked so hard to get those businesses there, and then they hit that fucking wall. They have to shut down, and then somebody with money comes along and buys it. Mm-hmm. Is what it was. Exactly. That's, how, that's what Deep Ellum ended up being. It, it, exactly. Yeah. And so I wasn't having any of it. Uh, I uh, bartended private parties for my now landlady. And she was like, you know, uh, I heard that you're looking to move back to Texas. Mm-hmm. You you want to live in the house I just bought? I was like, okay, shoot me the red fin. Yeah, like, what are we talking about? Yeah, what are we talking about? So now I live in Arlington in a mansion with a four-car garage, a pool, spa, on the pond, own tennis court. And it's just you and her. Uh, It's just me, her, her husband, and her daughter. Right right now, she is in Costa Rica uh, um, working on the bed and breakfast they have in Costa Rica called the uh mango social club shout out mango social club hashtag uh at mango social club uh-huh <laughs> and uh it, it's great you know uh great bed and breakfast great rates it's costa rica everything's cheap nice uh the experience is not cheap um the entire experience or the bed and breakfast experience well as in like it's not it's not like a motel six Right, yeah. you know, they're you know, yeah, uh, it's cheaper than a game day Dallas spot, but, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're not for for what you pay down there, you, you can't even get a room at like a shitty motel here, really. Yeah, that, oh. that the exchange rate is great, that's insane, okay, yeah, cool, yeah. What are they paying in down there? Uh, you know, I, I think, uh, for a room, uh, well, I'm for saying, a like, night, what's the denomination, like, is it dollars? Is it Pesos is a. That's why our Costa Rica takes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't well, know, so I can't imagine why you would know. Yeah. <laughs> Costa Rican money. I was just trying to add. Uh, like, maybe <laughs> know, so like to know. <laughs> no, no. Sorry to put you on the spot like okay, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why well, put you on the spot first? I know. I know. I just. Night. Rubber and glue, you know. Uh, There's no glue. We're just so, back and forth. <laughs> so it, it's great, you know, six, 60 bucks for a night. And, and, 
at a resort that has like a breakfast cook. Is and, it a different you know, kind of breakfast? Or no, no, it it. It's well, okay. Breakfast? In no, Costa no, it, it's okay. totally Costa Rican. Okay, you cool. know, rice, beans, eggs, uh, cilantro. You know, no dude, good fuck shit. Fuck cilantro, dude. Uh, are you a soap guy? I'm one of those guys. Dude. Oh, I'm so it. sorry. That sucks, man. You know, you I put I, that I shit on everything. Man. I I wouldn't know what I I would do. Yeah, I don't know because like somebody asked me today. We were actually I've actually had this conversation like twice today about cilantro, but it's like I, it doesn't. I don't know. I don't know that it tastes like soap, but it doesn't taste good. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's like a bad little. See, weird I, I'm the type of that get type of guy that goes to. What does it taste like to you? Have, I, I feel like what you'd expect from it is like that like uh, middle uh, of the summer like lawn clipping taste like that smell no you know? better better than that better like you than get that. that like green flavor is that what you're uh, going for because i don't get that at all okay, but that's so what I would so you're think, to get think of a fresher basil like between a basil and a mint bro i don't know basil's got some fucking kick to it bro that's i know like but a fresher basil yeah that i do love a good uh, bro mojito made right which i fucking make a beautiful mojito by the way i wish i had something to make you a mojito right now (laughs) yes but but, yeah yeah no it's like i love cilantro so much that when i go to chipotle i tell them no lettuce just give give me a handful of cilantro are you fucking like a handful what? Yeah. Hold on, I gotta I... shift around in my seat and like <laughs> act upset over here. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You're eating handfuls of cilantro. Handfuls of cilantro. Bro. Oh my god. What one of our cocktails at Armory DE in Deep Ellum uh-huh. has cilantro. Like we muddle cilantro, cardamom pods. So you're just putting Tide pods in people's shit? Yeah. Cilantro, <laughs> cardamom pods, uh cucumber and salt, and you muddle that. And then you add. You're talking those. about the little compressed pieces of carbon, the little. Oh uh, no, no, like car- cardamom seeds. Cardamom. Yeah. Okay, I thought you said carbon. Okay, my no, no, Car- <laughs> cardamom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, not, we're at the point we've already pre-gamed for this, and we've also been doing this for like two hours, so we're we're slurring a little bit. It. It'd be like that sometimes, it, bro. It, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, uh the, the flavors are great. Uh I, I love working in Deep Ellum. Yeah. Um, you know, uh I need to take you to Harlow one time and fucking oh, hell show, yeah. show you the place a little bit and oh, yeah. meet Sydney and everything. Y'all are gonna fucking click up like y'all are probably just gonna kick me out of the equation. Y'all are gonna be so <laughs> fucking tight, bro. <laughs> it's gonna play, it's gonna suck, but it, yeah. Yeah. You meet somebody, dude. And he's uh he's he's got his own issues, man. Like he was a swimmer in high school, but like he was, he's uh, an insanely intelligent person, and so much so that it it haunts his dreams, literally. Okay. Yeah, like okay. he has a problem shutting his fucking brain off. Like he's the guy that has read every book. Like he reads like Alice in Wonderland, and then he reads fucking Mein Kampf, and then he reads fucking like the, the Art of War and shit like that. Like he's that fucking guy. Okay. Yeah, like very, very educated, but very deep Ellen. He is Mr. Deep Ellen as far as I'm concerned. Like, nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Self-proclaimed, but at the same time, it's fucking true, bro. Yeah. It's hundred percent. Like you gotta meet that guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. But we are coming up on the 30 minute mark. I have to pee. 
do it. I don't know where you're at, but I got to uh, pee. You know, and... bro- broke the seal, so I'll I'll go after you. Yeah, I think we're gonna talk about uh, where we going on. Yeah, yeah, we're we're going straight to Machado. So we're coming up out of the pandemic here, basically. Like so, ish, ish. ish. I mean, so. technically, it's still going on. Yeah, but... yeah. I mean, it's still going on now. Uh, you know what I mean? But so not in Texas. Yeah. So I. Decided to move back to Texas from Seattle. Right, you live in mansion over in Arlington, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I am in the process of moving. And in the process of moving cross-country, in the car with my grandmother, mm-hmm. because she flew out to, to visit family and stuff in Seattle. Yeah. But, uh, you know, why have her get on a flight back to Mesa, Arizona, when she, we can do a road trip. And I, like I, a badass grandma, I, I, I pitched it to her. Yeah. And I was like, Grandma. Just ride with me. Just ride with me. Grammy, yeah. ride with me. That's dope. How old like, is your grandma? 92. And she fucking rode. So, so. <laughs> you not, drove your 91-year-old grandma probably yeah. at this point. Yeah. Well, also, we, we found out, like, she had, she had a stroke. Like. Three or four days before she landed in Seattle. She didn't give a fuck. She just wanted to ride with me. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. a bad lady, bro. That's dope, uh-huh. dude. Yeah. She's still with us. Shout today, out to Grammy, today. bro. Shout out to Grammy. Here, let's let's cheers to Grammy. Let's cheers to Grammy. What's her mm-hmm. real name? Uh, Shirley Walters. Shirley Walters, you are awesome. Mm-hmm. Badass Canadian. Badass Canadian. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Proper, too. Hey. Uh, and so we're we're in Boise, Idaho, mm-hmm. and I get this call. This guess who frantic call. <laughs> I can imagine him on the phone. Frantic. Oh no! Hey. It's probably the same call you got when he asked you to work at the Rock. <laughs> uh, well, he no. he didn't ask me to work at the Rock. I, I I went and applied because Fucked my my ex <laughs> at at the time. Well. That's another long story. It was only a week long relationship, and on the second day, she started saying "I love you." So mm. I, I got scared, yeah, real yeah. quick. Yeah. But she also got me a job at The Rock and introduced me to Jeff. So I don't hold it against you, Christy. Um, thank you for not having my kid. <laughs> for not having it, like she took care of it. No, oh, no, oh, no. Okay. She she ended up dating. She, she wanted. Jesus she ended up dating kid. little Ben, and had little Ben's kid. Who's little Ben? Uh, the other Ben that worked at the Rock. Okay, I forgot your brother's <laughs> name for a second. And I was like, it wasn't your brother. No, was no, <laughs> no, no. Okay, uh, cool. So, so she I, went for I, the ugly I, brother. <laughs> she, 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 she went for the shorter, uglier Ben. Nice. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So, uh, um, I get this phone call from Jeff, and he's like, "Hey, I'm opening up this semi-fine dining Mexican food place." Semi being the operative word. Um. Yes. <laughs> Not going to lie. I listened to Jeff's podcast with you. Yeah. Y'all calling it fine dining. I was yelling. Yeah. I was like, 
Uh, no, no, no. Right. Well, so I come from like speed bars, like mm-hmm. you know, sports bar kind of deal. So and, that was and, fun. And I, I, and I know the difference now. And I come from craft, yeah, cocktail in in Seattle. Yeah, that was not fun. No, Mexican food. It's never fine dining. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the difference for me was like kind of slowing down your pace and like getting, you know, because they're there for the experience kind of a deal. And like, that was like a, I feel like that was a good, like little dip of my toes into the mm-hmm. water of quote unquote fine dining, we'll call it. Um, and it was like, I would go up to tables and be like, Hey, do you need anything? And like, no, fuck off. You know, mm-hmm. like we, we're good right now. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'm just used to having to fucking and, check and, on people and see the demographic minutes, of, you know, of what we were serving there mm-hmm. isn't used to fine dining hands on like that. No, that's why. That's probably what got me. That's know? why I definitely do not consider it fine dining, is because not so for, much the company, but the for the for it to be fine dining, the demographic coming in, they have to be dressed up. Mm-hmm. There's a no kids. Game. Yeah, but there are kids there. Yeah, and. And yes, the owners, was one thing that the owners were the, very adamant about not having a kid's menu. You never got to meet Dennis, but that was his big thing. It was like, this is not supposed to be happening. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was, it was basically like he was trying to get it away from what the owners were like, we'll just fucking let anybody in. He was like, we have to make it a, a selective group of like a certain age group and demographic that, you know, that well, it's going to spend money. Yeah, okay, so... Dennis was fucking awesome. I don't know if you ever met Dennis. No, I, I, I was never around Dennis. Bro, you and Dennis. Dennis would take you places. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we would. I know we would totally. Dennis, where are because, you? If you're listening to the podcast, call me, bro. Yeah, I would work for you tomorrow. Like for yeah. real, bro. Like, yeah. so I got the phone call from Jeff saying, "Hey, I got this fine dining Mexican restaurant. Quote please, unquote. please come work for me." I'm like, cool. Yeah, I'm I'm traveling to a new place. No job lined up. Yeah, but you're you're a craft bartender. You're craft bartender. Like yeah. I'll show up. Show me the recipes. Take the. Easy. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it. And it's great, but when you start a brand new concept as a restaurant group, because they had Whistle Bridges first, right? Did they? Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. So they had Whistle Bridges first because they had three of those. Three of those, right? And then they opened up the Dallas Muchacho, mm. which is After definitely pandemic. closer to fine dining than mm. the South Lake version. Absolutely, yeah. And but, I worked there first. I but, worked there for about a month, but, and that but, felt more like fine dining to me. But when the majority of your sales are to go orders, yeah, you cannot say that your restaurant is a success yeah that was one thing sanjay said to me whenever i told him like when i was building the bar program he like i was like we're not taking fucking uh to go orders behind the bar like that's not what we're supposed to do he was like well we get like a third of our sales from that and i was like he was like we get like a a, like like 50 percent of our tips from that and i was like dude i don't want that to be our stick like no your bartender should not have to it should be a whole separate entity. Oh yeah, exactly. It yeah, it should exactly. almost be on the fucking curve. And and so and so they based off they based being successful off of four months. Yeah, being open four months and then the pandemic starts. 
And then you don't have a labor problem because not so many people are coming in. So you don't have to staff as much. And you just have to focus on pushing to-go orders out. Yeah, which they got very good at to-go orders. Exactly. That, yeah. But you can't say have you have a, a successful concept that you can replicate. Not an in-house concept. Yes. From what I saw, like even working at the Dallas store, they kept telling me like you make so much money and all this stuff. But I was like, dude, I had four tables today. Like, like because whenever I started over at the Dallas store, I started like I, I bartended and I also served because I had yeah. to learn the menu and everything like that. And I was like, dude, I'm like four tables. They're like, where's this fucking money that we're talking about? Like, what are we talking about here? And I would bartend. I would make more money, obviously, because like I fucking kill it at to go orders, by mm-hmm. the way. Like I fucking, you talk mm-hmm. to me over the phone, bro. I, I fucking, I'll kill you for well, like 30 y- bucks. You anyway. smile on the phone. Yeah. And you can hear it through the phone. Yeah. Like you, you're that type of person, mm. you know? That's you, why you, you can get that podcast. Exactly. Guess, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and and so when, when I showed up, as I normally do, I bite my tongue for the first fucking two weeks. Yeah. And then it was. But hey, you talked to me, which I thought was great because well, I was yeah, your because, bar manager. Because you're, you're, but you were in the trenches with me. Yeah. So you had to know the grumblings. Yeah. Well, I was the bartender, but I was mm-hmm. also the bar manager. Like I was the only bartender that showed up every day. Yeah. And I was also the bar manager. And yeah, N- not to mention, I'm pissed off. I really want to invoice that bar manager my missed wages uh, because he said he had COVID and then I went and got checked and I couldn't get my results back for three oh, days really? yeah. and I missed training. You know, that's the and I missed the I opening that position. Right? Yeah. I'm like, I, I might have a case too. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch ass. So, so uh, couldn't fucking handle this shit. So you fucking act like you had COVID and dipped out on. Exactly. Fucking I, okay. So I, I, after, having dealt with the owners i don't blame them mm. but you could have just quit you could have just quit you could have just quit which is what you ended up doing anyway uh-huh. you know so like what, are, yeah. what the fuck are we doing exactly here? yeah but so so good concept in in theory mm-hmm. the bar in at the south lake location is not designed for success at all and was not designed by bartender no um it was designed i was by a kitchen manager. i yeah i was told it was designed by omar the quote-unquote celebrity chef right which that, he has one or two accolades under his belt well that's horrible person but that was the second <laughs> i realized i was not long for muchacho yeah and the only reason i was sticking around is because of jeff yeah is because when i noticed problems in efficiency in making drinks because you aren't making an agave syrup yeah that is cut one-to-one with water so it flows out of a bottle yeah it's a squeeze bottle i feel more like a barista doing like a creme brulee topping and and a margarita on top yeah Yeah. you know like there's no way to accurately pour Mm -hmm. the amount that you want me to pour into yeah. the cocktail yeah. when it's flowing like molasses. Well, what they wanted you to do is use the jigger every time. But if you put fucking agave in a jigger, bro, your whole day is done. Mm-hmm. You're fucked. You're slipping and sliding. Yeah, it's over with. It's not coming out. No, 
not coming out. That whole thing is going to be agave from there on out. I mean, I could totally jigger it if it was cut one to one. Right. Yeah. Because it would flow. Mm. And like, you would also get that delusion and, that you're looking for. And that's the difference between having a quote unquote celebrity chef making your cocktail menu mm-hmm. and an actual true bartender making yeah. your cocktail menu. And you know how much like say he had over that fucking bar menu, dude? It he, he had ridiculous. carte blanche. Yeah. He had carte blanche. There's there's no way that we should be having that problem with agave and then trying to sell a $32 fucking margarita. Yeah. Um, Which everybody. That, that was a bar grab. I mean, that was a money grab right yeah. there. $32 margarita. Let's, let's make this check. Come in for the food. It wasn't even like fucking we know, good. We know how. Like, it was not a good margarita. Yeah. Wasn't good. No. The best part about it was the syrup. And that's all you tasted. Mm-hmm. You weren't tasting a margarita. Anymore. Exactly. And it was because Chef Omar made the syrup, made it the main thing about it. And whenever he asked me, like, we mixed it up one day, and he was talking about it, he was like, you think it's, like, a little bit too much, like, citrus for it or whatever? And I was like, dude, it doesn't really taste like a margarita to me. Like, it just, it's just pineapple sweet. Like, that's mm-hmm. all it is. Yeah. That's what we're yeah. doing. And you put it over a nice ice cube in a gold rim glass. Fancy. Fancy, bro. You know? Yeah. Uh, So, needless to say, uh, you know, I started looking for another job, found another job, told Jeff, hey, look, you got me until the end of the schedule. Yeah. Uh, You know, sorry, I can't do more. And he's like, look, no, I don't need you for two weeks. Just finish out the schedule. Yeah. (laughs) This place is a shit show. Run. He told me, run. Run. That's so, what he told me too. Well, so, he tried to talk me in back into it multiple times just because I've uh, been riding I mean, with him for a minute uh, there. Obviously, he did that to me too because I came back. Uh, right, you did. You know, I I w- went out to Tahoe with my partner for her best friend's wedding. Uh, and then I came back, uh, work, uh, worked for two hours at this bar in Deep Ellum. It was a shit show. Wasn't happy about that. Started looking. Work, worked at another place called The Henry that is uh, run by the Cheesecake Factory. That's a shit show. Uh, Anything never go there. Nowadays for me is just out of, out of like, pocket. I, see, I thought, because I'm not a corporate person yeah. at all. Yeah. So I thought Cheesecake Factory yeah. might know what the fuck they're talking about. No, they, know no, less they don't. Talking about. They yeah. don't. Because the smaller groups, they have to figure that stuff out. And those big groups, they think they've already got it. Like, they were having us do online, like, little, like, quizzes and tutoring online. It's like Friday's and then, yeah. then the managers were telling me, oh, by the way, some of these answers are wrong to the quiz. And we're updating it soon. Yeah. Meaning, after I get out of training. Yeah, so I'm going to have to tell you what the answer is, even though it's wrong. Exactly. And you're going to have to answer it this way. Exactly. Yeah. So I... That's how it was on Fridays. Fuck, man. So I, I randomly was hanging out with Jeff, and that was right when Dylan walked out. Dylan, the old bar manager? No. Man. No, the other Dylan. Sarah Dylan? Yeah, slow down. Okay, right. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I was hanging out, and he's like, 
I'm looking at the solution right now. One second. I'm going to have to throw money at it. Uh-huh. And he's just like, what is it going to take for you to come back? And I shot out a number. And I came back for a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, it was working great. Yeah. It was working great. Then they got rid of Jeff. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Who was that fucking doucher they had takeover for him? Uh, Jesus. Jesus, yeah. And hey, Jesus isn't a bad person. He's a good guy. He's himself, a good guy. Yeah. But fact of the matter is, is you screwed over somebody in the process. You, too, know, you know, it, it it's one of those things where almost Jeff Jeff it. entirely staffed that restaurant. Absolutely, he had and people staying in the his second, house. The second, the second you won. He was trying to staff a restaurant and you're holding his hands behind his back and yeah. not letting him do what he does so well, mm-hmm. which is look at work everything, with yeah. work with people and make you money. Yeah. If you step back, let him do his thing. He will make gold out of nothing. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. I don't either. He does it with his own life too. Is what's crazy. He's, he's good at it. Yeah. He's so good at, making something out of nothing. Mm. And once, like, I walk in to my bar shift and Sammy, within five seconds of me walking in, by the way, just letting you know, Jeff and us have parted ways amicably. Yeah. I'm like, this is full of shit. Yeah. So you and, him your apron, like, yeah. well, I was instantly just like, okay, so see, I had already cut ties with this place. Uh-huh. I was already out of the way there. Yeah. Well, yeah. You you were yeah you were. I was like yelling. You were one foot out of the door. You you were ready. Yeah. Me, I wasn't so much. But the second he told me that Jeff wasn't. No, I was gone by the time Jeff was gone. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So the second he told me Jeff was gone, I was like, okay. And I instantly was like, I'm looking for another job. Yeah. Instantly. Yeah. Because my buffer was no longer and there. And you would have one tomorrow. My my yeah. my buffer was no longer there. Yeah. And so I So now I just have to deal with you, stupid fucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I I had already uh to to clue yeah, it. to clue up some some people uh that haven't listened to the Jeff podcast. I had already had uh, a budding heads with uh, the Sammy. son, I mean, oh. the daughter of Sammy. Right, because she well, came behind the bar without a fucking TV. Well, okay. And trying to talk a bunch of shit. I, I'm sorry, but one, anytime a spoiled owner, because that's what she is, spoiled, never worked a fucking day in their life. Not an owner, by the way. Not an owner. Yeah. Um, comes to tell me that two people out of the 14 15 people sitting at my bar are vip take care of them when i'm busy changing a keg so i can push beer out and i tell you that i'm busy changing a keg pushing beer out what don't you give that you that you need to tell the two other bartenders that are behind there because we're running three deep that and the day. other two probably didn't even know how to change the keg mm-hmm. or know how to run the well mm-hmm. or run the bar top. 
And five minutes later, she comes and is like, why haven't you taken care of them? They're upset. First off, I was like, five minutes? That's a very short amount of time. Yeah. They're already upset. Surprise. Sounds so surprised. Like a certain group of people that I don't And then she with. started to try and lay into me saying it was my fault that they weren't being taken care of. And I'm very, sorry, am I the bar manager who's I, also on staff today? I I very quickly just was like, okay. Um well I told you to tell the other two bartenders about them. You didn't. I told you I was busy. You you didn't didn't give a fuck. You didn't communicate with anybody else about it. Not to mention, it's against the law for you to be back here without your TABC certification. Nice. Which you don't have. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't take the 30 minutes to get it. I wasn't going to tell her that. Because I don't want her behind my bar. She pushed your buttons. She pushed my buttons. Yeah. Needless to say, Sammy, the very next day, was like, good job. Yeah. I she, think Sammy knows his daughter's a monster, dude. Uh, he does. Yeah. The only reason why Sammy and I butted heads the second time is because he was already riled up. Yeah, and he does do that. He's got that hot, what is it, Latin so, blood? Or? No, Israeli. Israeli, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what happened the second time was I was already pissed off that, what's his name, Alec came behind the bar, grabbed a, a bottle bo- of Hibiki, probably? No. No, it was the uh, very expensive mezcal that we got. That was in the uh, actual box. Like, it was... Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah he grabbed that, grabbed four glasses, went to a table. Gave that it to them gave, illegally. Gave it to him, didn't charge him. Yeah, illegally. And it was one of my tables. But majority of the time, this one table... You don't wait on because the owners are taking up a six top. Yes. They're taking up a six top Bro. with one or two people. So I worked I worked the mornings and they would come in, take up one of my six tops with him and his wife, his daughter, his two daughters, and his son, and they would not fucking tip shit. Now there was one day he came back the next day and was like, Oh, we didn't we didn't tip you anything, we didn't take care of you, and he gave me like one a ten dollar bill. One time. He ten dollars. Like a ten dollars. On on what they had was like three hundred bucks. Yeah. Which and is it was like they do that every It's a slap time. in the face. It's a slap in the fucking face. Is but is. so so You could give me three hundred dollars right now if you wanted to. You so could give me a hundred dollars at the least. I was supposed to take care of this table. Mm-hmm. But because of their previous, my previous experiences with them was that they were just going to sit there and not order anything and just take up the table. So I didn't even go out and greet them. Well, finally they wanted service. So they grabbed uh, a server and then to her face afterwards, they, Sammy, the owner said that it was the worst service he had ever had, and she is horrible at her job. Sammy said that about a server that he had at his restaurant. Mm-hmm. Who was it? <coughs> it was Ray. <coughs> really? Yeah. And so I... I Can I call bullshit because I, I know how Ray does business? I had had it with Sammy. 
Yeah. And I just walk up and it was like, Hey, I imagine you and Ray would be fairly close. Oh yeah. Too. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I, I walk both Alaska people, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I walk straight up. I said, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I walk straight up to Sammy and I'm like, look, you're not going to speak to the servers like that. You always sit at this table. You never want service. The fact that you have a business meeting here sitting there, uh, you need to let us know when you want service and when you don't want service. Yeah. Also, uh, I know Ray. She know gave she, very she gave you yeah. great service. Yeah. She gave you service where you don't even know that she's there because you're having a fucking business meeting. Yeah. And, and you then shouldn't be served at a fucking business meeting. You should mm -hmm. be showing how your business works and doing the things yourself. Or if it's a true, if it's a business, don't have it in the fucking restaurant that you own. In the middle of the fucking day. In the middle of the day, taking up a spot. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing that good a business, you shouldn't even have that fucking option. So I tell Sammy a piece of my mind about this. Right. And then I walk away while he's trying to come back. Trying to bitch at you. Yeah. Well, no, try. And then he starts on the whole don't walk away from me. Mm -hmm. And and he tried to talk. It's like, I'm just going to keep on walking. Yeah. So I walk outside for a little bit and he's yelling at me. In front of guests. In front of guests. In the middle of the small room that is. In the middle. Out. Yeah. And so. In front of the bar. I and so finally, like, I don't know, like 10, 15 minutes later, he asked to have me sit down and talk to him. And I sit down and talk to him. And I'm like, look, what Alec did today was illegal. He cannot grab a bottle behind the bar and serve it to people and not charge them for it. Mm -hmm. If he does that, he has to go to every single table and offer every single person a pour of that bottle for free. That's Which, I mean, the that's, way that they were doing things. That's TABC law. That's a trip around for the house, basically. Yeah. You cannot like you cannot yeah. give yeah. away stuff for free unless, unless you give you everyone. everyone. That's crazy because that's how they did it in Arkansas. Like whenever we did it on um, uh, New Year's Eve one day, mm -hmm. they did free champagne for everybody, but they gave it to everybody in the place. Yeah, that might be and and so and so he's like, you know, he starts raising his voice at me, and if. Yeah, if you'd been around my house growing up as a kid, you know I don't. Yeah. No. The second well, you have a very good bearing to you. Like you're not a person that you want to raise your voice around because at that point you're gonna have to either have a conversation with you or you're gonna get fucking told off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I just got up, started walking away, told Savvy, the manager on duty. That got fired through an email yeah, yeah yeah three days later i told her you know what transfer my tabs to servers you y'all don't have a bartender for an hour the rest of the day yeah because i was the daytime bartender yeah and my relief was not there for another hour mm. i was like i'm done bye yeah transfer my tabs i don't care if i don't get a tip out for today yeah you know 
And I, I wash my hands. I don't it. expect you to pay me because you're fucking <coughs> tired of shit anyways. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers. Now, there, there's something to be said when the supposed like person supposed to be running the restaurant, Alec, is not there for the opening. And he's on vacation at some small, really rich island in the Mediterranean. Yeah. Or the guy that is supposed to be opening the restaurant gets fired the day before because the daughter said that he had no say in the restaurant. Yep. Yeah. Dennis. Dennis. A, a, a day before. You need to know this guy. I. You have to know this guy if you're going to work in the uh, in the industry that you want. In the, like, the... I, you the you need to meet yeah, this guy. Yeah, I, I, I know I do. particular bubble, like, that particular, like, section of your skill set i want to say fits perfectly with his he was the sommelier that created the wine menu for that and then whenever we opened it he wasn't there you know well yeah because because they fucked him yeah yeah they uh, so we don't have time to get into that motherfuckers so but so i i walked away from that and i fuck i i started playing everywhere like I applied Craigslist. I applied. Did you apply Boomer Jackson? I, I applied at Boomer, Boomer Jackson Arlington. I told you you could get that job you know? right now if you want it. By the way. Yeah. yeah. You know it, it. It's it's one of those things where I I am primarily a craft private bartender. Mm-hmm. I love doing private events because at the end of the day you get to focus on the person who's paying you. It's favorite person. Yeah. Make sure they have a great day. Yeah. That's how and you make sure everybody else has is accommodated. Yeah. And it's a great function. Yeah. Because that person the person who's paying you, his favorite person has been taken care of. Yeah. That's all you have to do on you do. and you'll make your money. Yeah, and you'll make yeah. your money. Exactly. So I'm gonna pause this because we are coming up on the thirty minute mark. Motherfuckers. I don't know. So on that same note, basically the way that I do things is like, so at Boomer Jacks, you saw the big bar and then you have the little bar. I work the little bar Wednesdays and Thursdays. And I work with a couple of different bartenders on the other side. But so. Shana's still there? Yeah, Shana's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she pulls most of the regulars over there because she's worked there for so long, you know. And she has the look. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, so basically, the way that I bank off of it is I take the people that don't want to sit around a ton of people. And they also, they have gotten to know my personality. And, like, those are the people that just come in to see me. So, like, I go in, I might make, like, 150 that day, you know what I mean? But I have, like, $300 in sales. Yeah. So, like, I'm killing it on the tip side of it. And I also don't work incredibly hard. You know what I mean? So, I have the people that, like, when they come in the door, they look for me. They come in mm-hmm. and sit at my bar. They tip me 10, 20 bucks every time. And, at, like, you sit on the other bar. Like, I had, uh, unfortunately, for Saya today, she was talking about, uh, I looked at our sales. She was at, like, 600 and I was at, like, 250 And she was <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm going to break $100 time, time, today. Time out. Time out on the podcast. I, I, no, no, no. Okay. I, I, I have a, I have a funny thing. Her name is Saya. Saya. Say, Saya. It's Saya. Saya. Yeah. Say ah. Say ah. Okay, okay. You just wanted to hit. It. 
Yeah, so she was like, dude, I don't think I'm going to crack 100 today. And I was already at like 110, and I had like $250 in sales. And I was like, what are, you know? <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah, like, but what, I, well, what kind of tips also, look there? look at the percentage of what she's making versus what you're making. Yeah. Like, uh, and managers see that. Yeah. Like, that. that's the thing. And that, well, that, we are in a sexist industry, especially we, in the boomer jacks oh, yeah. kind of area. Oh, yeah, definitely. Where they want a girl behind the main bar. Because, I can't wait yeah. to come come up there like on like a Thursday night or Friday night and see it actually busy, busy. Yeah. Because I've only seen it during the day. I haven't seen it busy, busy in a long time. Bro. Really? Yeah. See, things are weird over there right now. Oh, no. What's going on, Jim? Yeah. You know, uh, the the one the the one caveat like back whenever I was bartending in the mornings I'd make like mm-hmm. two fifty to three hundred a day and like now I'm like one fifty well so whenever I work my bar you know what I mean yeah I'm not, I don't have that random crowd because it's so busy you know what I mean I have to get the people that just come to see me exactly it's like I have enough people that come see me Wednesday and Thursday they'll still make like one fifty but back whenever I would just get randoms that would just like there's so many people coming yeah. to the door that some people are gonna come to that bar. I would make like 250, 300 every fucking morning. And it's fucking awesome. But like now it's just like today, like we literally had nobody in the restaurant. Like the fucking, the main bar was four regulars and like two randoms. And I had like three of my regulars at my bar. And like, that was the whole place. There were like two tables. Shit. Yeah. At a time. Like I had one person to talk to at a time all day. And some of them were even randoms. I didn't even have regulars at my bar. I was just making conversation with people. Like, That's not good, dude. Yeah, it's not. It, it wasn't. It's it's interesting. I can make it work, mm-hmm. but I yeah. shouldn't be having to. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Something's and, going on at the, the level there. And and that's that's kind of where I got after muchacho was I I still want to bartend, but I also want want kind of a guaranteed money. Yeah. And so that's why I manage now. Yeah. Uh, I manage two two days a week, mm. and I bartend three days a week. Yeah, and so uh, I'm in Deep Ellum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it there. Shout out! Uh, shout out to Armory Deep, Deep Ellum. Yeah, uh, we, our sister restaurant is Ruins. Nice. Uh, and you know, we 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 both have live shows. Uh, you know, a DJ on. Sundays with a drummer kit and stuff. It's not too fucking loud to hear anything, is it? No, no. Well, I mean, so here. so the DJ and the drummer and, and any of the live shows are outside on the patio where, where, where there's a stage. You know, it's a small stage, but, you know, it's what you we got. You get in deep. Exactly, deep. exactly. And, and, you know, it's crafty, crafty cocktails, you know. Anywhere, yeah, anywhere between like four, four to like eight to nine touches, yeah, bottle touches, and and for anyone that's not in the industry, that's every single time you touch a different bottle, mm-hmm. and so. Like, Rumor Jacks is premised on one to two. Yeah, like you know, your your Jack your Jack and Coke is a one bottle touch. Yeah. Yeah, like your last word is a four bottle touch. Yeah, your Long Island. Your your Long Island is a which we have is a Long seven bottle touch. Yeah, well, if if, if you're yeah. if you're making your own sour in it. Yeah, 
if you're putting sour no, in we're it, putting sour in it. Yeah. And also we have the Long Island cocktail mix. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Don't order a Long Island. Yeah. Unless you order the ultimate Long Island. Then yeah. I'll make it for you. No, thank you. Yeah. I don't like Long Island's anyways. Uh, well, okay. So there's that myth about mixing yeah. that a lot of people subscribe to. It's like, I'm just drinking vodka today. It's like, okay. It's a lie. I'm sorry to be Maury Povich for you. Mm. But that is a lie about the whole thing. Like the whole mixing liquors and having a bad. Right. It's more about your. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you think you're gonna have a bad time, I've been doing this for a long. You're time. gonna be having a bad time. Yeah, but if you're just like in I'm, it I'm gonna to win it, the fuck I want. Exactly. Yeah, that was like you at the bar the other day. Whenever you came into wait, the bar. What wait, you, you mean to tell me you have Jameson for four bucks? Yeah. Hell yeah! Give me some pickle bag. Like, I've already had <laughs> what? What did you have that day? I think you already had oh. Tito's. You already had no. You no, no, I don't do Tito's and soda. No, you had. You had the uh, Tobo Chico, and then you had a yeah. car bomb because it was... No, no, no. Uh, Scooby Snacks. Scooby uh, Snacks, yeah. Yeah, it, it was St. Patty's Day. Uh, most he wanted something most green. people that are not uh, correct uh, order car bombs right. on uh, St. Patty's Day. Well, let's just say uh, that's very... Uh, Racist? Insensitive to insensitive. Irish people. Okay. Because uh, the... Of the IRA car bombs was made to fight the Irish instead of the other. Well, way. made to fight the English. Oh. Uh, but but a lot of people died by car bomb in the IRA and in the 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 troubles, as they call it. Oh. Uh, and so on St. Patty's Day, please, if you're listening to this, do not order an Irish car bomb. You can order way better stuff. Yeah. Just order straight Irish whiskey. That's what any Irish person would do. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I'm very down with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. So I remember you had the Scooby Snack and you asked for anything green except for a green beer. I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. Because I don't you, want the shits. I'll make you the fucking best uh, liquid marijuana you've yeah. ever had. Oh, and very choice. Very it choice. was good. Yes. It was very good. That's one of my favorite drinks to make. You know, one of my uh, to drink. Uh, definitely on they the sherry side. Definitely over. refreshing. But like, let's face it, you can have one. Yeah, that's it. It's basically the rum Long Island. Uh, yeah, and 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 that's my thing. And and one thing I learned early, well, not early on. One thing I actually had to learn was. I, I can't drink sugary stuff. Like, uh, I was wondering all the time why my back was hurting when I was drinking. And it's because I was drinking fucking Sailor Jerry and Dr. Pepper. Oh. Back in the day, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Like, that sugar Sailor content. And Dr. Pepper. Yeah, that sugar Both content. Both of those are basically sugars. <laughs> yeah. You know? Huh. Like, uh, so, yeah, I, I'm definitely a spirit-forward cocktail person. Uh, give me a last word. Give me a Negroni. There you um, go. Okay, you're a Negroni you know, guy. Uh, okay. A Negroni, a paper plane, a uh, last word, uh, a Mezcal Negroni, a white Negroni. Mezcal Negroni. You know. You're aggressive. Yes. Yes, yes okay. I am. Yeah. I, I How do you feel about a good uh, old-fashioned? You know, a good old-fashioned, yes. Yes. But it has, it, 
it, I had I used to it have cannot a guy. it can't be a Wisconsin old fashioned if you muddle an orange slice and one of those rubble ch- rubber cherries in my fucking drink, I will cut you. Now are we talking like muddle it into pieces or are we talking about like just squeeze the cheese well, out? That you know, a Wisconsin old fashioned is turning the butter into the glass. Yeah, you you you, you put the sugar, you put the bitters and then an orange and a cherry, and you muddle it. Uh-huh. And then you pour the whiskey in. Yeah. And that's the old-fashioned. That's the Wisconsin? Yeah, thing? Wisconsin old-fashioned. That's old fashion. how you do things, bro. No, it's not. No. But that that's how people made old-fashions until we had the old-fashioned renaissance about, like, seven years ago. Yeah. Well, I had heard that there's two different – so there's – from what I heard, there's two different kinds. There's the prohibition – and the the pre-prohibition type, which the pre-prohibition had the sugars in it, whereas whenever you were in prohibition, you were ordering a certain amount of sugar, they would check you out because they're like, "What are you making with this? Are you making simple for cocktails?" Uh, things like that. So at that point, they could only use fruit. So that's when they started muddling the things into there. I think it's something like that. I I don't know the exact okay that history behind it. Almost sounds like a tall tale. Right. Right Somebody there. told me that it was a drunken sa- bar it, one time. It, it sounds totally like a drunken story. So, not I'm not trying to belittle that or anything, right. but I'm just going to. I talk, like to hear your notes. Yeah. Like, because because really and truly, old fashioned, completely two ounces liquor. Yeah. Quarter Half ounce. Quarter ounce. Depends on if you're using simple. Quarter ounce simple. Yeah. Four dashes of whatever bitters you like. Right. Primarily Angostura, but a lot of people do the one dash orange and then bitters the and then Angostura. Yeah. Or and, at my place, we just do orange bitters. Really? Yeah. That's all I have. Ango. It is Angostura orange Ango. bitters, though. Yeah. So I imagine. It's oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's the mix. That's there. the branch right yeah. there. Yeah. And and that's that's the classic cocktail recipe that I base a lot of my old fashions off. And you don't have an orange or cherry in it. Um, uh, normally expressed orange over top. Yeah, and then twist that, it and then drop in. That's something that's hard to teach to new bartenders because they're like, why? You know, like because it changes everything. Bar. Absolutely, it does. And that little that little like, rub t- you do t- on the outside yeah. of the rim. Changes, changes the whole game. Everything. Yeah, that's why it makes your it makes the lips better than most. Of it makes the lips guests. tingle. Yeah, and anytime you make the lips tingle, you're game on, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, it, if it ain't sexy, make it sexy. Yeah, that's what fucking bartending is, dude. Like you you're know? back there to be the show, and you're back there to like get some kind of sex appeal out of anybody that you're talking to, uh, you know uh, I mean? a or lot. at least good conversation. Uh, yeah, um, we bartenders. A lot of people think that we are we're the fucking Pirates of the Caribbean. We're rock stars of society. We we sleep in. We have as much fun as we want. Yeah, uh, a I'm lot, a morning bartender. Bro. A, a, a lot of that is a facade. But, well, if you're working in Deep Ellum at Harlow, oh, you're doing dude, until six in the morning. Dude, okay, so. In Deep Ellum, where I work, we can drink. Yeah, you can't get drunk. You can't get fucked up. 
Right. That's how it was a hard one. Like, well, it was supposed to be. Legally, you can't. Yeah. So That was one thing I had a TABC officer come into whenever I first moved to Arlington. I was working at a place called Colvine over in Dallas. And somebody had snitched on one of the um, one of the managers for drinking on the job. And they were like, basically, we have to breathalyze you because you can drink on the job, but you can't be drunk on the job. Bingo. Yes. And, and she passed. It was it was all straight after that. Yeah. So yeah, she, you know, she, uh, she never got fucked up as far as but I understand. You know? Fact of the matter is, is our industry is so much based on appearances, so much based on how much fun do you bring to the table. Yeah. And so, had, and alcohol helps. Also, you know how hard it is to tell someone, "Hey, I can't take a shot with you." It's fucking hard, bro. It's it really is, fucking like, hard. Like whenever you asked me, whenever I was at Boomers, like last week, yeah, yeah, I felt bad because I would have loved to have taken a shot with you. I think, and and like I, I definitely, you know, if I'm somebody sure. ever asks you that, just pour yourself some ginger beer, right? Do it, yeah. Like, uh, uh, haven't even broached this subject on the on the podcast, but. Uh, I was four and a half years sober uh, for for a very long time. Was that during the relationship you were talking about? Uh, no, no. It, really? It, uh, you know, uh, it was primarily majority of the time I was up in Seattle. I, I didn't drink. And uh, it it's based upon, you know, uh, not, you being, not being so yeah. smart about driving while intoxicated but uh yeah i still went to bars Mm -hmm. Uh, i still had fun you know uh it was a little easier in washington considering dispensaries you know you can you can can, drinking yeah Yeah. you can walk walk outside and smoke a j yeah and walk back inside can we just say there's a certain line like anybody in this life like like if you're doing it completely sober, I don't understand you. Yeah. You know, like you, I don't want to say you have to have a vice, but me, but even, my, even yeah, sober yeah, people have a vice, right? They do fucking yoga for fucking four hours a day or something. And you know, I'm and sorry you know, if, if you do, if you, day, you if know? you're working out longer than an hour, that's your vice. That's an addiction. Yeah. Um, like, uh, I love I love my partner uh, Allison, but she she's a yoga instructor, and sometimes she'll do yoga for four hours a day. Yeah, I did actually want you to approach into that subject because we just talked about it. Because whenever you first started at um, Muchacho, I thought you were gay, like just mm-hmm. I mean you know just like regular. Yeah, I don't know if that's what you. Call I mean, it. I cross my legs, kind of like it. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but at the same time, <laughs> you do have that like machi- like that male machismo, and it's a lot like a friend that I have, my friend Kevin. He's a very like guys guy, like man's man, but he's as gay as they come. But it's like I I didn't want to put that pin on you, and I never said it to you because I didn't know that that's what it was, mm-hmm. you know. But now I know that that's actually not what it was. So well, you no, are, like my my thing is is I have always been the type of person that said said I like what I like, mm-hmm. and I like it. Yeah, and I like what I like, and I like it. That's I it. I like what I like, and I like it. Yeah, and if it happens to be female, 
it's female. Mm-hmm. If it happens to be male, it's male. Right. If it happens to be trans, it's trans. So have you had a trans relationship? Uh, n- not long term, mm-hmm. but I, I've had a, he, a yeah. few. I mean, it's a person. You know what I mean? Stuff. It just might happen. To it, exactly. Person, you know? Like, yeah. uh, it's still a fucking the, human being. I, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm attracted to. Yes, physicalities, but I'm also attracted to personality. Yeah. And so uh, there's always going to be something that makes me talk to someone. Yeah. That I see physically. Do you think it gives you more options or do you think you're more selective? Um, yes and no. Okay. Um, so I am – so I, I tell people in Texas I'm bi, but I'm really pan. Yeah. Which is more poly. Well, pansexual means you like what you like. Okay. And bisexual means you like guys or girls. Yeah. And that doesn't. That doesn't hit the. That doesn't hit the in between. Yeah. And and there's a smorgasbord out there, and I like to enjoy it. (laughs) Um. Uh. But poly. Why put a label on it? Poly means that. Uh, you have a uh, physical and mental and spiritual relationship with someone, right? But you can you, take any of those pieces out. You and still be a relationship. Well, no. Uh, it it means like you can, you're you have enough love to give to somebody else. Aww. Exactly that. That's nice, though. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm not taking any love away from Allison searching for another partner here. Yeah. Well, and not even searching, but being open to it. A, a, open to the possibilities. Yeah. And and that's that's primarily the thing with me is, is like, uh, I, I love Allison, and I'd do anything for Allison. But, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where, I'm here, and she is in Seattle. Oh, really? Yeah. So she, that's the girl that you just went on the trip with. Uh, she came and visited me, okay. but but yeah, I in October I I went to Tahoe with her. Okay. Uh, for her friends. Uh, and and see, she, and Allison has her long term partner slash fiance, Laura slash fiance. Yeah, that she lives with in Seattle. And Laura is actually from Victoria, Texas. So she has a thing for Texans. Seems like it. Right? I, okay. You know, yeah. the evidence is there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, it. growing up in Texas, having lived with the societal norms that Texans are forced upon. Right. Being pansexual, being attracted to not only females but males and everything anything else, anything yeah. else whatever label you want to put on it you know, you know based on the person i've always been a black sheep yeah so has this always been a thing or was it something you adopted later or like how like how did, i don't it, I, it's i don't it, know how any well, of this works looking at my browser history and my porn history <laughs> it's always been a thing Okay. Like yeah. I, I've always been into like the, the, deep, the deeper <laughs> kinks and okay. stuff, you know. Uh, like, but you know, in middle school, well, okay. So when I was in middle school, it was like ninety-seven 
to 99, like 99, 2000. Mm -hmm. So back then the wordage was not politically correct. Yeah. It was chicks with dicks. Right. Okay. Which that's not politically. No. No. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I guess technically it is kind of politically correct because you're still still calling them female. It's still blunt though. Yeah, it's aggressive. It is it's very aggressive. aggressive. Yeah, like I, I, and in a world I love, where we know I love, I love yeah. trans women. I love, I love that that the movement towards women. that. Yeah, trans women. Yeah. I, I love that label. Like how you drew like, a box, like you're because because like throughout the time of liking that specific portion of what I like. So there's you say, tranny and shemale. Yeah. And those are words. those are aggressive words that yeah. are very derogatory to certain people. So can I make the conjecture that it's you have not exactly like a predilection towards male, but like you you like women, but you have like a you have a certain part of you that likes men as well. Mm-hmm. And so men that move towards the women's side kind of move into your it makes area sense. of expertise. It right? makes sense. Okay? Right? You know, that makes sense. It yeah. does make sense. I'm glad I was able to articulate that because I really thought I was going to fumble that super hard. No, <laughs> no, you're, you're dancing around it. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> talks are just pretty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. It, yeah. it, it, like it. I've had the same conversation with my buddy. <laughs> some, sometimes talks are just pretty. Really? Okay. You know, uh, but again, that's that's primarily my appreciation of the human form, right? And and, if and you that can't goes say that, that goes a man is sexy. Then what the fuck are you doing, bro? Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're a good looking like, fucking guy. Like, and that doesn't mean that majority of people can say one plus two equals three. So if you can't see that someone is sexy, right? And someone is good looking and working towards being better or even just like more than so. Yeah. You know, they dressed up. Yeah. If you can't acknowledge that fact, what's wrong with you? Yeah. What are it's you a holding back? Of something. What yeah. are what are you ashamed of? Interesting. And and that's how I flipped it, and that's how I I made it no longer about shame because that's exactly what it's, you that get. That sounds brought like up a way in. to shut somebody up that's talking shit to you, really, mm-hmm. because they're not going to want to continue that conversation. Well, okay, so because they they would have this, to reveal some shit this about is, themselves. This is totally based on me on me watching Ron White. That dude's fucking awesome. What are you? Okay, okay. I need to hear this connection. So, so Ron White says he he's talking with his cousin, and he's like, "So you are a Texas." So boy, so, so so you watch. Porn, right? Yeah, I I watch I watch a man and a woman making love. Well, is that what porn is? Well, do well. This is what his <laughs> cousin, his cousin, his yeah. Texas cousin's brain. Yeah, we all know where that. He's already got the shields. Uh huh. He's already got saying. the shields, <laughs> shields up. So he's like, okay. So when you watch a man and a woman making love, do you do you like seeing it with? Limp, flaccid dick. No, I love watching it with big, hard throbbing cock. Oh, 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 oh! I see what you did there. Yeah, it 
It's a spectrum. Yeah. It's not well, a yes or a no. So I grew up with five sisters and I have one sister that likes to push those boundaries. And she asked me that question one time, but she was asking, when you watch porn, do you like watching a porn with a guy with a small dick or do you like watching a porn with a guy with a big dick? And I'm like, the guy with the big dick, because like, like she's like enjoying it more and it kind of, it, it's just like a whole different thing. Like watching the little dick porn is like, but is she really enjoying it more? Well, it depends. I, I like to keep a, a, a slight middle. I don't go for like the huge like BBC kind of deal. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that's that's too much, dude. Like I already know. Like that's not your jam. Yeah, that's and not also your like jam. I like to think I have a, a good size for a white guy. You know what I mean? And like mine, mine is a com, mine's accommodatable. Okay, so so like if it was bigger, I wouldn't even know what the fuck. Average it, cock know? is like four and a half inches. So, majority of the people I've talked to about this yeah. is above average. Almost everybody. I know I'm above average. Is that yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> At least we don't have micro penises. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because yeah. What, what constitutes a micro penis? Like an uh, inch? two inches to one inch. What? To level or. And like, so there's a big enough group of people that have those that they made a name for. And this is crazy to me. Micro. Like I'm not knocking you or anything like that, dude. Like I, I fucking feel for you, bro. Like I hope that you're getting the job done, at least to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, can you grab it? Like, is... that's a thing. Oh, no. That's a thing. Fingertips. Yeah. Why, 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 Tweezers. <laughs> Tweezers. Like, oh, no. What yeah. kind of pocket pussy do you buy? You buy a condom. <laughs> The Polly Pocket you buy one. A finger bo- a finger the Polly Pocket the one. Poly Pocket. <laughs> no. They buy that weird thing. Do you remember that thing in uh, in middle school that they had? That it was like a. It was like it had fish or like it had like glitter and shit in it. Uh-huh. And like you. Oh Jesus! That was the, the one that you would thing. get at the fucking like, like natural science. Fish. Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> like what is this thing for? It's like, completely we're in, a flashlight. We're in like fourth and fifth grade. It's we completely know a flashlight. Yeah. You throw a little bit of lube in that. You know, I was over, this bro. this day old that you actually made. You just got it. that? Okay, I just yeah. got that. That it's was completely a science flashlight right yeah, there. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> I hope the people at home are getting what we're talking about here. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. I think I painted the picture wrong. Uh, just letting y'all know, it, it's like 2.30 in the morning, so that's why we're doing like nighttime oh yeah we are doing like a little <laughs> bit of whisper here and there well you know? well no 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 just just nighttime talk yeah this is like <laughs> it's like taxi cab confessions right yes. now it's getting a little it's getting out <laughs> it's getting, getting a little yeah. risque a little risque hey, hey. so we are coming up on the next mark so i'm just gonna go ahead and stop it do you need to pee or anything no i'm good okay cool i'm gonna go pee yeah okay well we're gonna hit like a weird little I want to say a beat, but I think I'm definitely going to tomorrow. I'm literally just going to like have somebody ring some shit in and fucking like clip that audio because I Please do. do. Oh my God. That's going to be so cool. So if you're hearing this right now, then you're about to get the fucking like, I'm going to go tomorrow. I'm, or, no, I don't work tomorrow. It's Saturday. I'm going to do it, but I don't, I'm releasing this on Monday. So fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting the weird little clip of somebody ringing in drinks at the bar. Okay. And I'm going to pee. Boop.